and say all the good stuff. So. <laughs> I don't think that's why he's bored. <laughs> I don't even know if it's good. What the hell is that noise? It's Steve. Of course it's Steve. Of course it's Steve. <laughs> it's a weird sound. It's going to be Steve. Uh, okay. There's your sticker. <laughs> it's a weird sound. It's going to be Steve. <laughs> Sung to so the tune of to write down. <laughs> It's gonna be Steve. I just want to say this show is brought to you by Roundup. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ, they're back. I can't get it. Enough. It's in his mouth, Roundup all right? Herbicide? It's already in his mouth. He's got the packs. Get the hammer away from my goddamn cigarettes, you heathen. Kirsten has a massive. What's the name of your hammer? Okay. Smoke, Smoke breaker. breaker. Uh, it sure is. It sure is. Mmm. <laughs> So everyone has what they need for this massive cast. Steve's getting out his candy cigarettes. Uh, yes. Great. This it's going to be one of those Anyone else shows. Want a nail? I'm working. Nope. I'm working. Oh Jesus Christ! Andy's got it. <laughs> I'm just impressed that Barry is still alive after ingesting all that herbicide. I'm just impressed that you're impressed. I'm impressed that I'm alive for many reasons. Yeah, really. This is nothing. If you if that impresses you, you obviously haven't heard enough about Barry. <laughs> Hi, have we met? <laughs> Cockro cockroaches, Twinkies, and Vlark. Right? That's it. <laughs> Maybe I've just blocked out a lot of that stuff from my memory. Selective memory. Yeah. Yes. Good night, motherfucker. Keep threatening my cigarettes with that fucking hammer. Terrified of the noise it's going to make when he finally gets to it. Oh, it's just going to make a thump. It literally does. <laughs> a very satisfying thump. And then I'm going to be like, like the... The, the Indian guy with the with the tear coming out his fucking thing when you throw trash out. You mean the Italian? The Indian guy. Yeah, exactly. The Indian guy was Italian. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy was Italian, wasn't he? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I I that's yeah. Oh man, okay. We we'll have to work on that, but that's a sticker. <laughs> just, like, just like a picture of him, and then the caption being, "I'll be like that Italian guy with the tear running down his face." You're really reaching for these sticker ideas. Hey, yeah. ask and you shall receive. I didn't ask. I did. Oh. Ha! Shit. <laughs> Don't ask and still receive. That's kind of what this is. That's, when? That's a <laughs> oh, nice fake out. I think we're good. Nice try. Can't I, just smack the cigarette with his hands. Yeah, Whether there was any lasting is, damage, I don't know. This is part uh, of the inevitable Geek Shock game, right? <laughs> oh, there was lasting damage, Todd. Oh, oh, so the Geek Shock game is just slapjacks with candy cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that can be a, it's an, element of an it. unlockable from the Kickstarter. <laughs> an unlockable. Slapjacks with candy cigarettes. <laughs> you know what, Kay? I appreciate that you are looking out for my health. That you don't want me to sm to smoke oh. these candy cigarettes yeah. because you care about my well-being. Yeah, because no. I don't want to get candy, sir. <laughs> candy it's sir. your health he's looking out candy, for. Sir. <laughs> candy, sir. I don't want to get candy, sir. That's the it's funny. It's called thing. diabetes. That's the thing that is <laughs> diabetes. so funny. Diabetes. Diabetes. That that when 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 I when I talk about my hatred of cigarettes because people are always like oh health this and health that and it's like no. I, I just hate it because it's a really disgusting habit. Oh, it is fucking yep. yeah, yeah. And and so it's like that's why. And and when you talk to some people who are all along of 
health is the only reason to not smoke, it's like, wow. Well, there's many wow. reasons not to smoke. Exactly. So, you know, I but candy a- cigarettes, they're sweet. <laughs> like me. I got a lot of secondhand smoke from my mom growing up. But I also got a second-hand ash because I sat behind her in the car and she flicked her ashes out the car. Well, you're lucky because my parents, I mean, for the longest time, they didn't even crack the window. Oh, God. Dude, it was just a hot box. Gross. They might as well just put their cigarettes out in your tongue. Yeah. You don't think she did? there was that one. (laughs) Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 714. Oh, this is a show. I am Master Torgo. It is Jeff. Commander K. Roundup Vlarg. Yeah. I guess Fact Check Dandy goes next. With Professor Biggs. And Deb. And we're here to talk with everybody. Wow. <laughs> full we, boat! It is full. I mean, this, this is literally the full cast. We are capsizing right now. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Well, sinking maybe, capsizing no. Yes. We stacked we in like cordwood. Yeah. So, before we continue the show in earnest, and there, God damn it, there is a show in earnest? Here. Good to have you back in. <laughs> we, we received a gift. Mm. Yeah, we did. Okay, so, good friend of the show, Leon Mitt. Yeah, uh, take the cigarette out of your mouth. Nah, now I'm putting it back. In fact, it was he who said, you know, what happened to the candy cigarettes? You haven't been smoking them in a while. Thanks, Leon Mitt. That's why I got this in here. So I want to say this with the candy cigarette in my mouth. Yeah, man. Both of you. Please stop. <laughs> please, please fucking stop. I hate that. Right. Don't don't you even just because you have one in your mouth, Andy. Stop getting on the goddamn bandwagon. <laughs> one of us. Look at these two at the end of the cigarettes. It's great. I, I'm just My impressed people. with the 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 picture here of Andy with a candy cigarette in his mouth and a diet coke in front of him. <laughs> Is that not more American than anything right now? <laughs> so I'm gonna read this letter. The, 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 the third thing would be a giant bag of chips. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. So I have a letter and I have gifts from the unbit. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> I value all of you. Oh, okay. Each of you has made a positive impact on my life Aww. in ways you likely don't understand. Please have accept these tokens of my appreciation. Okay. To Master Torgo, the would-be Roland of this quartet. May you find your way to the tower. <laughs> and I, this can't be a little little envelope that says, Master Torgo, may you f- find your way to the tower. I, I, we, are we opening open up these kind? Open it up. Okay. I don't know what the hell it is. Right. Oh, this is Todd's favorite thing, gift opening on air. Oh, my God. Whoa. This it looks like a challenge coin. Whoa. Uh, however, in the dark, t- with all dark tower imagery, Ooh. all through oh. and through, it's got the, uh, basically the dark tower zodiac on one side, the keyhole with the rose on the front. This is beautiful. Wow. That's wow, cool. Wow. That's cool. super cool. Oh nice. my God. Thank you, Liam. To 80s Jeff, you are the personification of persistence through distraction. May you, <laughs> may you never be out of time. Oh my goodness! Back to the Future. Yeah, don't be delicate with it. Just, just rip it. Just, just rip it. Ripping it. All right. <laughs> rip it. Are you that guy? In that the shape. Really just like prom night. Just like prom night. Now Get open straight. the package. Back to the Future limited edition coin. Ooh. Very cool. I'm limited to nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five worldwide. Wow. And he's got number ten thousand. It's got 000. the flux capacitor <laughs> on one side. <laughs> And the Hill Valley Courthouse on the other side. Very, very cool. cool. The courthouse and very the nice. flux. Very That's nice. cool. To Commander K, your depth of knowledge is incredible. May Crom lead you to Aquilonia. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Crom! I kind of figured it was going to be along those lines. And I say, the hell with you. All I right. do it myself. I got, oh, there's a sticker in here, uh, too. It's an old coin. It's a Back to the Future sticker. And it's uh, Conan the Barbarian... 
a King Conan Aquilonian Luna. That's a deep cut. Lunas were the uh, medium of exchange in Aquilonia. So I think it's super cool. In only one I'll, story. I'll, wow! Show, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Nope. Don't do it. Don't hand it anything. Don't do it. In fact, I'm putting my phone away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Next thing you know, my, I'll be locked out of my coin. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> With creepy music playing, and you can't figure out how to turn it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Torgo's an asshole. Because Barry has learned his lesson God, until you... the next time he gives Torgo oh, his wow. phone. This is like a. This is a holder. This is a plastic holder. Oh, wow. Ooh. You didn't get one, did you? I, 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 I got a beautiful coin. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we got Conan on one side and the Aquilonian lion on the other. That's Very super cool. Super cool. Thank you. To Vlarg, your influence is both disruptive and inspirational. May the stars be within your reach. And I have a challenge coin that looks a hell of a lot like a Death Star. Wow. Ooh, ooh, it's got Very a stormtrooper cool. on the back, and I can't get to it. Actually, a little short to be a stormtrooper. Shut your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you Protect short. the nation. Tactical terrorism response team. He's got a picture of a stormtrooper. That's awesome. This is, oh, and it feels like it's all round. Do you feel that? It's cool. It's very cool. I'm oh, very yeah. impressed. That is very cool. Very cool. That's really cool. With no, don't you put your hand out. I want to. You're see gonna it. put it in your mouth or your butt. That's what you do. <laughs> you put things in your mouth or your butt. So you can, you can. I'll hold it for you. You said it's. You, you said it's textured. Okay, I'll hold it really tight. <laughs> It's very textured. It's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I've learned my side? lesson with you, sir. I've learned my lesson the hard way. With Professor Multiple Biggs, times. your pertinent comments are rarely poignant. <laughs> <laughs> May you be treated like an alien. Amazing, sir. Right. Amazing. This is very cool. Man. I want to put it in my mouth. See. Ah. <laughs> uh. Pat Spurrow was right. He oh. mentioned this on the Discord thing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It seems like the Make-A-Wish kid of this. Uh, it is a <laughs> Superman coin. Yes. Oh, and it does already have like a little plastic thingy. Protective case, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, grazie, sir, grazie. And Deb, simultaneously the most, the kindest, yet ironically scariest member of the cast. <laughs> May your days be filled with Wow. Magic. That... Wow, that's that's the bullseye. Wait, that's when right did on. she get to be kind? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, see, did you see that look? You see, did you see that look she gave you? Oh, she gave you milk. That's the scary part. That's that the shit. scariest part. He was referencing Harry Potter. Yay! Ooh. It is a Griffin. Well, green it is. Gots. It's a Green Gods coin. I don't. I guess the back looks. I can't tell. Um, that's, that's really cool. From green Gods. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. really cool. That's a, Leon. Thank Mitt, you. A yes, thank you so much. So much thought put into these. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Barry, let me see yours. I like no. mine the best. <laughs> he didn't know you were going to be here, Andy. <laughs> Which is why, Andy, <laughs> you yeah. didn't know you were going to be here, so I brought you an extra pack of candy cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> I call it all worthwhile. Oh, wow. He's challenging me to do it. Yeah. I'm challenging you to do it. It's got, it's got to be him. And he smashed my cigarettes. <laughs> wow. I allowed this because I'm kind of done with them right now. Yeah, why, why did even... Okay. Wow, Smokebreaker did the job. Again, Leon Met, thank you so much. We also have a, what's going on in my mouth? Right? Yes, we do. All right, so. Uh, and it's not candy since cigarettes. Since I didn't get uh, oh. a coin, I'm, I'm out, right? Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> You're out. See ya. There's Andy, a door. Out on the porch once again. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Fred Flintstone of the cast at the end of the show. Well, man. <laughs>
Okay, so holiday season, right? Yes. We tend to see lots of different types of candies and things that you don't usually see during the year, the rest of the year. And um, I do enjoy the ones that have liquor in them, the chocolates like chocolate. I, I want back in. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping back in. But I will say, so I picked up a variety pack that oh. had different types of liquor. Mm. And I... I decided I needed everybody's opinion on what they think about this one. Mm. So it is chocolate with blended scotch in it. Okay. And I just kind of want to see what everybody thinks. Now, is it just generic scotch? Um, No, it is um, like the Grant's. It looks like the Grant's label. So I think it's... It's the Kirkland blended Kirkland. Kirkland. Okay, but... Okay. You know, Todd's mom used to get me the liquor-filled chocolates for Christmas every year. Did I miss anybody? Really? The uh, the dark chocolate with the Grand Marnier inside was the best. Oh, yeah. Was she gave you this when you were in space camp with him? No. <laughs> no, this yes. was when Did I she was... give you this to make you quiet? <laughs> <laughs> That's when he had a toothache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little whiskey between This the was well after I turned Fine. 21, I'll just tell you, put it that way. No, this is Kirkland Blended Scotch... Uh, We'll get this to mix, like if you're having a mixed scotch drink, so you're not using like the super amazing like shit. Like a Rock Roy or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So okay, scotch. You switch out the scotch with plastic. It's that, weird, right? It it's tastes little, like plastic. It's a little chemically. It is. So this is my least favorite in the entire box, but I just wanted to make sure. Well, thank you for sharing. That with everybody us. else agreed with uh, my the, opinion. The kind so. but scary Deb strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely minus get a the kind, taste. right? But it's really like, why would this doesn't taste right in a chocolate at all? Period. No, the chocolate, no, scotch and chocolate do not go well together. Like burning plastic. Yeah, I that yeah, is kind of awful. Yeah. yeah. Like the hair dryer's on fire. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to know how anybody knows how that tastes. Actually, it's more like I had a friend who put an old pan in a microwave with, oh. a, with like the, not the rubber, but like the hard plastic handle or whatever, yeah. and yeah, it yeah, yeah. melted. Melted and fried everything, yeah. and it smelled horrendous in that house for days. Was the yeah. pan metal? Because you're not supposed to put that in a microwave. He was, you know. Young kid, so you know oh. that's the age we were. Okay, so they really did. Well, yeah, it. taste it. But smell is very closely associated with taste, right. anyway. Right, so right. that's that's what. It so is. so uh, this is awesome. So it was like, hey, I thought this tasted like ass. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> have you well, listened to the show before? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how this goes. Yeah. Right? yeah, that is true. Hey, it could have been Stephen Seagal's it's K. lightning bolt. And I, uh, then Kay brings us nice and yummy things. That's right. Well, thank Since you. Okay, there is, there is one more guys, if anybody wants that. I brought something yummy to you once, and you gave me shit for it. Uh, that's because I expect better from you. I don't expect the same from Kay. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Lowered expectations. So, not, wait, wait, Deb, you're I, saying something about the other chocolate. Um, Yeah, so there's other flavors in the box. Uh, like What's in the box? Are port they, are they port here? wine chocolate. No. Um, <laughs> Smart. The port is, is delicious. The port and the cognac one are delicious. They're my favorite. No, I'm not allowed to touch these. No. And oh, then um, the part of that, though, is Barry's out. not a big chocolate guy. He doesn't eat a lot of chocolate anyway. So, He's and then weird. He's weird. I'm sweet enough. Then there's Even. a Irish, uh, like a Bailey's one. It's okay. like a Bailey's. Ooh. And that one is okay, but the flavor 
it doesn't really have a flavor. I don't know if it's just like mm. a not enough of the okay. Baileys inside of it to really taste it. It just tastes more like a creamy chocolate, if that makes sense. Um, and then they have an Irish whiskey one, and okay. then the the Scottish blended whiskey. So, it, so Gosh. this is a Kirkland brand then for yes. the whole thing. Yes. So, what you get this at Costco? Costco. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's like a a you know box variety pack of liquor chocolates. Can you get them individually? I did not see that. Yeah, see it. Here's the thing: all of that sounds wonderful, but knowing that this is in the mix, I know I don't want it. (laughs) If you could get a whole box of like the port ones, I would eat the whole thing in probably a few days. It would be really bad. If someone got me this for Christmas and then just chucked out all the Scotch ones, I would love it. Oh yeah, good like big hint, year, folks. Big hint. A yeah. good twenty year port and like chocolate cake are really good oh, together. Yes. Yeah. You know, homeless people need little handouts for Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's, wow. That's really oh, really that's, awful. That's so cruel. Uh, so cruel. Ways to ruin somebody's ten year chip. <laughs> I got a new chip right here. Well, it is time for what we did this week. Andy, you have been away for a while. Yeah, I got a list. All right. Now, uh, a quick (laughs) note before we begin this. Uh, First off, uh, some of you inquired as to why there was no Aftershock last week. The reason is because we we recorded a massive episode of King's Dilemma. A good one. So that, uh, where we have also added Steve into the game. So stay tuned for that. It will take some editing to get that down to uh, a proper sounding bit. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. What? You're serious? We've gotten Where's Aftershock now? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. People People are still waiting for the ones you guys recorded and haven't released yet. Which one did, what? Which one didn't we record? The one I was on. <laughs> well, the ones that I wasn't here for. So you guys have all you guys have all met Barry, right? Um, he remembers nothing, nothing. No, I know where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll throw those up. <laughs> so there wasn't one recorded last week in the mail. We will record one this week. Uh, so I've only allowed everyone to put one geeky thing they did this week because we have a lot to get to in this show. So Andy. What geeky thing do you do the last few months? But only one thing. <laughs> What's the geekiest thing? All right. Uh, I went to the Icons of Darkness show in L.A. The Ooh, Icons oh. of Darkness. Strong. Yeah, is, that like the, that. is that the museum? It's, it's near uh, the Chinese theater. It is. It is a whole bunch of uh, props and movie costumes. Some of them are just like, this is made from the same mold as the original. But some, most of them are screen worn and screen used, and it's pretty cool. Uh, there's some dumb jump scares that uh, I, I don't know if that helps the museum. And also, you're led through the museum, so you can't really like sit there and labor over looking at things oh, you want you're to. Led? You can't walk around back and forth. Oh, uh, boo! Yeah, and it's only a portion of the collection. Uh, what? But it started by one dude. Yeah. But it's the guy from a TV show. Wasn't he from the guys from like uh, Leave it to Beaver? I'm not sure. But I've been told that it is coming to Las Vegas. And it'll be a bigger collection. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Uh, Yeah, like that. That's the best news I've heard all week. And I've got a bunch of pictures I took and I'll post them on the lair after the the show. After that. 
I have watched a lot of footage of this attraction yeah. on YouTube. Grim Life Collective, mm -hmm. uh, Carpetbagger, all, all the, uh, the the wandering nomads of YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, it has been one of my most favorite watches that I'll watch just about anybody go through it because the collection is just so fantastic to look right. at. Even though some of it are molded from, uh, it's well put together and quite eye-catching in some pieces, absolutely friggin' large. Right. Rich Carell. And he was part of what show? Uh, he started out as a, a kid actor on Leave it to Beaver, but he also was on Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Full House, Family Matters, Married to Children, That's So Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and Hannah Montana, among others. Yeah, he became a, a director for television comedy, uh, post all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, that, that, yeah, he started but, as a kid, went on to be a director. But his whole story with this whole collection is that back in the day of Leave it to Beaver, they'd make all these B-movie horror films, and then they just chuck the shit afterwards. Yep. And he and his friends, when they had time away from the show, would go to these studios and say, hey, you guys are throwing that out. Do you mind if we keep it? And would. And right. That's where this collection started. Yeah. Yep. They had, among the things they had, okay, uh, they had uh, costumes from uh, Land of the Lost. Both the uh, the TV show and the abysmal movie. Oh my God! <laughs> tunics, tunics. Yes, I, I, I believe tunics was that one. I kind of liked the movie. <laughs> it was okay. It was all right, but yeah. Kay was particularly upset with the movie because Kay is maybe the biggest Land of the Lost fan I've ever known. I he take knows, it very seriously. Yeah, that's like the Center Earth theory movie, right? Kind, kind of. of yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That and that's part of the reason why I, because they 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 throw in science fictional concepts like that, and it's like, no, everybody just insists on talking about the puppet T T Rex. Right, but I <laughs> but I I think you're out of When I mention things. it, it's it's coming to Vegas, is what I've been told. Oh. That's exciting news. Yeah. Yes, that is. Hmm. I don't know which casino, but it was a casino. He said, it might have been the Luxor. Which makes sense because they have that would be yeah. good something to draw there nice too. Yeah. <clears throat> Kay, have you ever seen Iron Sky Part Two: The Hollow Earth? No, I have not. Dude, Hitler and dinosaurs. I, it's funny. Yeah. I it's actually funny. <laughs> should watch those because those look Wait, ridiculously. We didn't see Iron Sky One. I don't believe it's oh, I have. It's nicely pulpy. I yeah. think we need to clockwork K. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Force you to watch it. Have a movie night. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you should trust me. So I can watch it with you. I haven't seen it. No, you're yeah. not. You you're too busy. I'm too you busy. You can't come see things with us. Fine, you're right. I you're am. a busy man. I am. I am then. Yeah. Yeah. Too busy for that. Yeah. <laughs> double double damn to you. <laughs> uh, Steve, what'd you do this week? So, uh, continuing the reading streak, I finished up uh, How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrick. God. Okay, yeah, it's wow. It well, it's broken into the f different chunks of like the five stages of grief kind of thing, and uh, and boy, each one of them just takes interesting turns. Like you think it's going to be one thing, and then you find out no, it's this other thing. Oh no, it's actually this other thing. Oh no. It's actually this other thing, <laughs> and it's just, oh my God! When it gets to the last section, it's that's when it really becomes horrible. I mean, horrible in the sense of, oh my God, these poor people. Um, Pupkin, Pupkin will become an icon of horror when this becomes a movie. It, we can only hope because, yeah, oh, 
just the description of the thing is oh yeah it's and if they do do it it has to look as handmade as it possibly can yes 100 percent. yeah there's a lot of it's and pronouns and and things being thrown around well, here pumpkin yeah but I, I don't want to give it away you're giving like me just, you're giving me nothing yeah perfect that's, that's exactly what's happening right now Good. yeah you'll get nothing and like it mister <laughs> a, a woman's parents die she and her brother are the only family left. The, their old house, which has been passed down from, from at least one generation, they have to figure out what they're going to do with it. And family drama ensues, and horror ensues. Oh, thank you. Now you've given me something. <laughs> he needs like that back cover, two paragraph thing. Yeah. 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 It's really good. And I also have... Oh, I don't know the title. I, I picked up another Grady Hendrix book because Barnes and Nobles had a thing. The Southern Women's Vampire Slaying Book Club. Yeah. So I, that's on the that's on the shelf of intent. <laughs> Grady Hendrix has a fantastic has a fantastic skill of weaving horror and comedy, mm-hmm. where every one of his books has just the amount of comedy to keep it. A hint of lightness, but enough horror to actually be terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even his haunted Ikea story is like, <laughs> that sounds dumb, but it, it actually really works. Okay, yeah, yeah. Horror, horror store? Horror store. With the little <clears throat> Yeah, horror store. Yeah. <laughs> I can hardly wait. So, yes, if you have not read How to Sell Haunted House, uh, amazing. It is being, I think it's uh, Blumhouse that's taken the movie rights. So it's coming as a movie. I oh saw my. somewhere where they somebody explained how they came up with the names for IKEA products. There is a system. It's like. Do you know the system? I'm not offhand, but it's like. Then why it, are you breaking it up? Because it's hilarious. Because <laughs> it's I'm an glad, almost Andy story. I'm glad you can enjoy it on <laughs> your own over there. Almost Andy story, everybody drink. <laughs> <laughs> From the actual Andy, take two. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, that's that's about double. damn time. Double shot, Andy. I've missed you. Double shot. So there are other geeky things I did, but they will probably be covered by other people. So, so that's my one shot. I think he's talking about UK. Yeah. Or or, or is or, it, or is it Vlarg? What'd you do this week? <laughs> I ran some fucking D and D. Ah, that's the one. Everyone drink. Talk about D and D. Not only one. me, Dev ran it too. So we had two full days of long days of playing D and D. It was wait, like wait. college again. That's yeah. another double shot. <laughs> it's totally a double shot. Double shot. Double shot. Make it a double. And I enjoyed being invited to both games. <laughs> <laughs> we did not know you were going to be here. That's... You gave nobody notice. <laughs> dates were made. I, I dates did. Were made in the group chat last um, year. I yeah. think is when the dates. Are. That's a quadruple shot because it's an almost Andy. <laughs> it's a double almost Andy because yeah. <laughs> he was almost at these games. No, um, uh, who ran first? It was it was you me. Did. Yeah, uh, I ran on Saturday uh, for our uh, group that's playing the Forgotten Realms, the Outsiders. They call themselves. Um, it's uh, K and it's Deb and it's Major Meh. That's a whole other story. And our other two friends, Timpy and Ariel. And uh, we had a really good time. They finally got to... 
uh, the story that we were that I planned the last time we played, but instead they decided let's go shopping, which is a whole thing in D and D. You know, of course it is. Which basically took the entire the entire eight, six, <clears throat> seven hours that we were there last that last time, game, the last yeah. game. So it's like all right, didn't take the whole time, but yeah. So I went horror with so the game this time. Barbie yes, fantasy adventures. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I went horror. I went big horror. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, chime in, you guys, because we had a we. Did some fun shit. Now, how did Major Matt play his character? This time? Uh, he did not because he, he was sicky poo, and instead uh, Steve had to. Uh, Steve uh, sit, sat in for him. Sat in yes, yes. Uh, everyone in Las Vegas, if you have an opening in your game where somebody doesn't make it in the last minute, just uh, text us at Geek Shock, and we'll have our spot substitute player Steve Biggs. Uh, come oh, in. So Steve got to play, huh? Huh. <laughs> That's another double shot. <laughs> don't don't listen to Andy. He's laughing his ass off right now, people. Um, he's he's yeah, close so to grabbing his chest and going, "Oh, it hurts." So Steve stepped in, and it was a horror themed thing where there wasn't like a lot of fighting at all. It was mainly just. These the, the, an investigation. You go to a town, and he gets creepier and creepier, and there's more and more uh, creepy shit that happens because mm. you're close to the shadow fell. Mm. The, the the veil between worlds is thin, yeah. and there's a lot of wisdom checks. And whenever you failed one, something creepy would happen. My favorite was the doll. The doll. Oh, the doll. <laughs> oh, the doll. Yeah. It was a very it was a very uh, uh, horror doll weekend. So yes. <laughs> you get this creepy doll down a hallway, uh, sitting on a bed, and everyone's like, well, it, "Describe the doll." Well, it's an awful looking doll. It's it's real raggedy, and it's got these black black eyes. No one wants to touch that thing. They're trying to lift a headstone and crush the doll before Gosh. they can touch it. That's Two characters that escalated quickly. Yeah, well, the two They've characters. They've seen horror movies. They know that shit's bad. With eight in their strength, <laughs> we're trying to lift the freaking stone. Like, yeah. No, no, so nobody finally, else is doing it. Everyone else is just cowering away. From no, it. I was trying to like with my quarterstaff. I was trying to like yeah. golf it out. The, yes, the door. I was. So finally, someone's like, you know, what? I'm just gonna smack it Me. out of the way. You smacked it out of the way, but you touched it. I touched it, and the. The power of the doll is whenever someone touches the doll or picks up the doll or something like that, its teeth start to chatter, and then it that's, screams, that's and then uh, if you every could... if, and everyone who fails a saving throw wants the doll, and you must covet the doll. And so then we're fighting over the doll. Yeah. Yes. And not so not much. not like fighting fighting. It's more like knocking out. Like the keep hand. away. It's like hot potato. It's yeah, like yeah, hot yeah. like a physical game of hot potato. Best sound effect. There's this creepy little girl's voice, and she's like, "I want my dolly." With all the reverse all reverb. Yeah. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other wacky hijinks ensued. This sounds other amazing. It was super fun. It was super fun. <laughs> and I think my favorite part about it was um, I'm playing a shadow monk. And we, yeah, so <clears throat> we're level four now. So I have my monastic traditions. And one of those is I can do pass without trace. Which gives and, her lots of stealth. And I'm a monk, so I have really good decks and my stealth is really high. And so one of the times when I had to have the doll, then I just did pass without trace and literally just disappeared. And then I, I made my wisdom save. So then I chucked the doll. But I was already inside a building, and then when Kirsten's character comes in, I jump from behind the door, they boo! 
<laughs> and he had to roll, and I scared the shit out of him. So his character had to run outside the house. It was and then great. what happened? And then what happened to you? And then I had to run outside the house because she got frightened of something else. <laughs> plate fell and broke. Yeah. What what what's the saving throw versus shit your pants? <laughs> I was, I there was, was a lot of ones being rolled. It was it was actually oh kind God. of funny because I don't I actually don't startle easy. Oh, he does because not. Because I'm dead inside. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just sitting there, roll cursing, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I rolled a die, and I rolled low, and I'm like, and you're like, you run out of the room. And I'm like, yeah, you frasmus. So I was just so. Just hurt pride. Oh, it, it just was. And it was really funny, because later on, at one point, we're looking at something, and it's like, well, what? And suddenly, Barry goes, it's a head, it's a, and he holds up this, <laughs> severed, this, head. this severed head. Like for real. Like, yes. like, a, like a, yeah, like a, like a latex that. severed head, and he's like holding it in my face, a head, a head, and I'm just staring at it and looking at him. And you are dead inside, and He's man. like, really? Nothing? Really? <laughs> I've been waiting all night to do that, and nothing? Well, so. I, I had Tempe roll. But she passed. She got like a nat twenty, yeah. and I realized after if I'd have like put the head in her face, she would have pissed herself, and yeah. then I had to clean. <laughs> yeah, it. she would have. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I figured, hey, let's scare you. Nope, nothing. And, and I've I felt better after that. Okay, well, but it was. It, it, I think my crowning moment for the uh, game was uh, Ariel oh, God, flubbed yes. a save and. She got this psychic attack where these tentacles were coming out of the ground and like attacking her, choking her. <laughs> and character. they attacked you, but then you passed. Yeah, and then you and disbelieved them. Basically, what happens is, yeah, it's sort of like a not quite an illusion, but illusion thing where if you disbelieve them, they won't have they'll vanish. And so she kept she kept blowing it. Oh, she, she was kept, rolling really she bad. She could not roll to save her life. Literally, didn't she, didn't she roll for advantage once and got two? Two, two, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I, did. Mean, I mean, even when she had it stacked for her, it she was just it was terrible. She was rolling doubles all all night. Yeah, and double, <laughs> and double single O's. digit numbers. Yes, yeah. double O's. So she's just getting <laughs> smacked around and choked and with the tentacle, and she's like blasting at the ground with firebolt. So and every time someone blasted it or hit it or swung a thing around, look, it's not there. I gave her a chance to roll a save. <laughs> blow yeah, the blow roll. roll. Just a terrible. <laughs> Like, so, I, I, I was worried. I'm like, am I going to kill her here? Yeah. <laughs> so this is not I, meant for this. I had my character uh, run up to a spot where she had blasted the tentacle. So I didn't know the tentacle was there, but I knew she thought one might be there. So I, I'm, I'm like, Barry, I stand there. I'm waving my sword above my head. And I'm like, I gave hey, her a roll. hey, Tamarine. That's her character's name. Tamarine, look, it's nothing. And then I go. All right, I say the one thing that always works with women in situations like this, and Barry chimes in with me perfectly in sync. You need to, to calm, calm down. down. <laughs> and then guess what? Oh Her my. very next role was very high, and she saved. <laughs> and it's because she was so mad at that that she focused. She focused. So the opposite uh, of real life. Oh my God! It was huh. just hilarious. Tempe and Tempe and Ariel lost it. They thought they thought it was funny. Deb. Not so much. Gave you the side eye <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and so then, for the rest of the night, the theme was... Hey, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Uh, out of, out, out of sight. Yeah. Deb, did you know he had the severed head? 
Yeah, because he got it as a um, present through the Geek Shock um, Secret Santa a couple yes, years ago. Because I requ- someone I said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want Torgo's head on a stick. And that's what they sent me. It's like <laughs> a foam severed head. That's not foam. It's like a it's like a latex severed head, like a spirit Halloween thing. Yeah. Okay. I love that thing. Yeah. Is it Torgo's face? No. No, no, no. no. Kind of. <laughs> Barry imagines it so. so okay. That would yeah. be funny, though, to put on some brown dark brown hair and a little goatee and just say this is torgo you should put that head just like under the bed facing out in the shadows oh just yeah. barely off. i bet barty would not go under the bed oh he would didn't. yeah he would freak he would that might work or, <laughs> or he'll attack the shit out of it and claw it to death Yeah, that's the last thing i need to do because we're gonna forget about that and you're gonna go under the bed for something and you're i'm gonna hear screaming from the other room and i'm like what is it oh and i'm then, just gonna close my door and lock it <laughs> actually no barry what you'll need to do is walk in and go um. Uh, uh. God damn that Todd Bristow. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll for sure blame him. Why, why not just tell him Leaving to calm down? Severed head under the bed. Go, go down the Walmart, buy a gun. Yeah, I'll show him, Deb. You just wait. That escalated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, it's a paintball gun. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we did that, and then and then Deb ran her game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Steve play in that one too? Steve's in that one as a character. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, Andy. <laughs> Hang he dog. Doesn't, he doesn't need a special invitation so, for that It's like game. that dog with the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I'm on the other side of that. <laughs> so we got a lot of D&D in this. Yeah. Yes, we did. And I, I'm enjoying that one. Because, you know, like I said, that, that one is ruined Forgotten Realms. So it's just a fun setting, and that's just fun to play in. So. I just like playing a paladin. It's it's so out of character. And, and boy, I get to yell it. things. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I finally got to say it. What did you get to say? I, 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 got oh. to, I got to find my catchphrase. Fool! You would regret <laughs> defying me! Oh, wow. <laughs> and it, basically, it's that everyone drink. It's a Star Trek yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah, you know, if, if Barry was to become a lawful good paladin, yeah, it'd still be obnoxious as fucking hell. <laughs> very, hey, very, very, very. There is something to be said for being a paladin in plate armor with a <laughs> defense plus protection from evil and good. Mm. He basically just waiting, stood there. Waiting no, so into the undead. It doesn't help that the last two games that I have DM'd for them, I roll like shit. Like mm. utter like yeah. literal mm. shit. Mm. That's so, the best part. Literal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kinda. it's just like you hear this splat and then it starts to smell. To the point where like part of, so I have this problem because I'm still trying to figure it out, but like my brain doesn't want to just, I hit you. I rolled a fucking one and a two. Okay, I don't, you know, it's like I can't cheat. Even though I know in the DM, I'm going to tell you what my fucking roll was when it's really shit. And it was shit. And it was shit multiple times in a row. She needed a 19 to hit me for my AC, which is already tough. But then she gets disadvantaged because they were all undead and they were surrounding me. I'm like, hit me. Yeah. I am steel. I am death. So do I had to something. roll a disadvantage no. every time. And roll that behind the screen. Well, I do. Oh, she does. Then what's the problem? I'm just Why? Because Deb doesn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I would like to say that was a long fucking time ago, and it was always in the benefit of the group. Okay. 
<laughs> Always. <laughs> Kind but scary. Chris, <laughs> per- Chris Perkins's permission slip is out of date at this point. <laughs> you know, yeah, really. Will it count for a sixth edition? No, no. it barely counts now. <laughs> uh, yeah, explain that to people who are, don't know who that is. A long time ago, in a city far, far away, San Diego, uh, we went to Comic Con and we interviewed Chris Perkins, uh, one of the executive producers of Dungeons and Dragons, and the question was posed: So. If your girlfriend's in the game and she tends to fudge her 20s, what do you do? He's like, dude, let her. <laughs> and I was standing right there and I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. And I wanted yeah. to be nice. I didn't, I couldn't just go up to him, give him the middle finger and go, fuck you, Chris Perkins. <laughs> but I did in my mind. I, although I have to say, if we had that on video, it'd be beautifully on brand and <sighs> something we would need. Yeah. And in fact, in fact, that might be a sticker. It's just. Barry wearing his D&D shirt and finger up going, fuck you, Chris Perkins. And just leave it at that. I bet you they select that at the con. That's all I got. Deb, what you got? So we actually have been, because we've been home, we've been able to catch up on some TV time. For once. Yeah. And we finally got to see Barbie, the Barbie movie. Um, oh. Amazon, so we saw it on Amazon Prime. They are running a discount right now on the rental. So it was like five ninety nine to rent instead of like $20 to rent. Delightful. Oh, it was a super enjoyable film. Very yeah. enjoyable. I loved every single minute of it. And Barry actually, because most, most of the time those types of films are not his thing. And he really nope. enjoyed it too. So it was very well done. He made me watch the intro to 2001 A Space Odyssey because I've never seen it. And the very intro to Barbie mimics the intro Before to 2001. I've never seen it either, so I'd have to. I was going to say, what don't feel bad. I guarantee you Todd hasn't seen it. Space o- Why do I bother? That surprises you? No, I yeah. So instead of 2001 A Space Odyssey, we're making him watch movies from 2016? What the hell's up with that? <laughs> Dude, I... <sighs> that's out. It's in the this, monkey's hands, man. It's voting. It's called voting. The monkeys Jeff are wrong. <laughs> I mean, I lived with the guy for like 15 years. I still couldn't get him to watch certain classics. It just never really came up. <laughs> just yeah, coming up it now. never came up. Like, not even when I got the I 2001 find, Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, that, that's that cool. And I'm like, we should watch this you. since you haven't seen it. We were in the middle of Maybe. watching Amazing Race, and at the time, that was more important. <laughs> I saw it in the theater when it came out. Wow. Ancient Andy. They had electricity and light back then? Uh, <laughs> it was hand crank. Like a Nickelodeon. Mimeograph. <laughs> it was a, mon- a monkey and a pipe organ. <laughs> Throwing a bone. It was the George Millier version. Ooh, wow. um, but there is one thing I wanted to say before I totally forgot about it. So the coin that uh, Lee and Mitt gave yeah. me, it is from the Sorcerer Stone. Oh, this shoot. thing was issued in 2002. So, wow. Yeah, and it's in like really good condition. The the cardboard and everything on this coin are in really good shape. So wherever he found it. Whoa. Yeah. So this is really really awesome. Thank Everybody you, research your coin. See how much Leon spent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jeff, what'd you do? Well, um, I got caught up on the current season of Rick and Morty. Hmm. Um, minus the episode that dropped yesterday. Uh, What's that last, on? What's la- that on? Max. It's on Adult Swim. 
Uh, yeah, Max. it's on Max. Yeah. It is on Max? Uh, if you are not caught up, the last week's episode was basically a paradigm shift for that show. Really? I mean, it literally... I don't know where they're going to go from here. Mm. It's that groundbreaking. Well, I want, the, I want to see the next season. And I would love to season, talk about so. it, but okay. clearly from everybody's faces, yeah, none of the rest of us have seen it yet. Wait, wait, I didn't seen. think we had an adult. So it's on Max? We have Max. Max. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, Max it's like Harlequin. Yeah, they've been on Max. That's how we've been watching. Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. I guess we got to catch up on those. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the season started off kind of slow. I mean, it wasn't bad. And I will tell you right now, the uh, the the change in the voice casting, like, Five minutes into it, you won't even realize that it's uh, two different people doing Rick's and Morty's voices. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I'm I'm I I would love to tell you all about what happened on this last <laughs> episode, but wow, does it completely change right. the show? Season and, six, yeah. Okay. Or is it seven? I See, think I thought there was. I a, think it's seven. My max only goes to six. That's why I'm yeah, actually they, I being think, obnoxious. Here. I think they haven't started dropping the most recent episodes on, on Max. I think, oh, they, okay. I think they wait okay. until the season's done on they, Adult Swim and then they drop it. But if you okay. have, um, so I, I can't think, catch up. If I remember correctly, you can still log in to the Adult Swim website and um, basically log in with your uh, cable providers. Uh, credentials. Who has and, cable even, anymore? Cable. Well, but I'm saying even if you have cable internet, I think it still works because a friend of mine was doing that. I'm pr pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I'll, I'll try it again, right. but a I friend see, of mine was yeah, doing I'm that. And I tried, I remember years ago, I tried something along those and when people were, well, you can watch it on the website. And I tried and it was like truncated or it was just enough to get you going. And then, and I was just really pissed. The, and The Adult Swim version, uh, I think you can actually cast it from your phone too, uh, if you have Chromecast. Because I nope. I remember doing it before, but I'll wait till it comes out on Max. But yeah, you gotta. Okay, when so you get a chance, definitely watch season seven. That's uh -huh. what I guess I'm trying to say. Cool. I've been rewatching all of the Marvel movies, right? Because there's once a Black Widow hit, I kind of fell off, and. I have a horrible memory for details and stories, so I'm like, you know what? I know I've forgotten more than I remember of oh, yeah. Infinity Especially those, Saga. Those first few. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been watching them in order of in release order. Release, release order. order. Okay. And uh, just finished. I'm up through uh, Ragnarok. Okay. And just want to state again, just what a delight oh, that I love film that is. That's the best one. Oh, yeah. It's the right love amount it. of camp yeah. and self knowledge, meta without too meta and still keeping a very fun Marvel-centric story. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Taika Waititi not only confirmed that he's still working on his Star Wars movie, but also quoted saying, it's going to piss off a lot of Star Wars fans. I'm here nice. for it. <laughs> I, every movie he has done in the last 10 years, I've enjoyed. Yeah. He has done an amazing job. And some of the stories, like, what I like in film is not always... I'm not a super comedy fan, but I like the way that he throws it in so that it doesn't seem like it's forced comedy. Like, right. the way that he the he helps direct the characters to, you know, how they should act and all of those types of things. Like, it's perfect. I love it. It's great. That's one of the things, Deb, actually, that I think confuses me when a lot of people bitch about the comedy is because I'm just like, what? didn't really i mean it had funny moments i didn't really feel like it was a comedy movie but and you know a lot of people bitch about that i think for me the 
the seamlessness of it, I just, I don't feel like it. it's a comedy movie. Well, and you know? it's, yeah, I agree with that. And it's not necessarily that it's a comedy movie, but um, I don't know. I'm one of those people that sometimes any bit of comedic effort in a film sometimes to me feels pushed and just feels well, like not natural. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it can be like, you know, the studios do tend to. I know. Get in there and do that. But yeah, you're right. He's He's got a very deft hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really just like how he handles that. In fact, well, I even really liked, I, I know it was critically panned, but Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. I think is a very underrated film. Oh, it was very enjoyable. Especially when you yeah. buy yeah. into the premise of the unreliable narrator. Yeah. You know, he's telling the story from his point of view, and it's so totally Taika Waititi yes. in that respect. It's oh, yes. just, it's... I agree. Yeah, it's 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 basically outrageous. Like everything that happens is like overblown. Like it probably mm-hmm. didn't really happen that way, but using that conceit, it definitely makes a more enjoyable film. So the yeah. anyway, made that film. But no, Love and Thunder was also super enjoyable. I think the only reason I like Ragnarok just a little bit better. Oh, it's it's is a the, better film. Well, but also the music. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. inner, like the scene, just the music the was scenes, perfect the, for the scene. Oh, the well, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> You get Led Zeppelin's immigrant song in there. I mean, you know you're in for a ride. I love that one of the best lines in a movie came from, what, a Make-A-Wish kid or something? Yeah, something like no, that. No, it wasn't a Make-A-Wish kid, was it? Yeah. I thought it was just someone's kid on the set. Hmm. Anyway, a kid. A kid, nonetheless. A kid who's just hanging around. And go ahead and say the line yeah, for our listeners. Yeah, what was the line? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend from work. I know him. He's a friend from work. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it would have been... Great if Andy just froze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the... Uh, the uh, <laughs> Speaking of Make-A-Wish, Kay, what do you do this week? <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm apparently the Make-A-Wish. <laughs> wow. Kid. I just... Yeah, no, uh, I'll go with the, the D&D. Oh, okay. You know, I, I mean, we, it, you know, it felt like college again. It was kind of fun. Um, and then on Aftershock, uh, we'll uh, talk about... <laughs> so uh, much stuff. Yeah, really. Well, I, I got a list to find out for uh, for the uh, for aftershock. I got a list. Oh boy, uh, you know what? It's the, it's the Andershock. Checking yeah, I was twice. gonna say. You know what, Todd? Look, when uh, we're done recording and yeah. everything, and Barry and Deb and Jeff leave, uh, Steve and I will like go to. I don't know, Roberto's, grab some tacos. And you can have an Andy episode (laughs) where Andy just talks about shit for two hours. Wait, no carding us up? I'm in. (laughs) And there you go. Who's left? Anybody? Okay, did you just know what they, D&D? No, no, no. What we already covered? The D&D, I think, is enough to cover it. All right. Let's move on. You know, then we are going to hit a quick email. All right, Mad Martron sent this in. I wanted to wait till Deb was back on the show for this particular one. Okay. Uh, it says, Dear Geek Jockeys, it's like a disc jockey, but um, cooler? I, say, I hear you spend a good deal of time at Disneyland, and I'll be going for the first time in March of next year. Ooh. Wow. What do I need to be planning for right now? What are the must-do things? I have four days to work with, so don't hold back. Wait. Four, he's going to Disneyland for four days. Four days is good. Four um, days is too long. Too it's, long. T- well, it's t- it's too long depending on he's going in March. Is he doing both parts? So, well, he better for four days. Mm-hmm. So this is from Mad Martra. Did he? Because with the lines, you're not start gonna hiking be able to now. Do every ride you're going to want to <laughs> do. So, but March March is not. I mean, it's downtime still. It's down season. Mm-hmm. I and they have some of the rides closed for maintenance. 
Um, they do that in February, March. Well, I went March last year. Well, this year rather, and it was busier than well, it had been it in previous March. Depends on when in March you go, because yeah. college spring break is March. We so went early March. It depends on the time it, of March. It just seems odd. He's going for four days. That sounds like so, more of a Disney World first thing. Time, definitely. No. I don't agree with Jeff on this, and um, I grew up going to Disneyland, and I love mm-hmm. Disneyland, and it's my favorite, but after <laughs> doing Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. and if he has been to Walt Disney World, everyone that I have personally met and talked to that has been to Walt Disney World first, and then gone to Disneyland, is super disappointed, and it's because Walt Disney World is just so much bigger. Not that it's Sprawling. better. It's There are pieces about it that are different, and... They have in Walt Disney World, they have spaced out all of the good rides between the parks so that you kind of go to the other parks so that you can also experience those rides. But then you get to do different things, too. Like, right. So like Animal Kingdom is a thing that doesn't exist anywhere else except in Florida. Um, But a lot of the things that are uh, shared between Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are all in Disneyland. And you kind of feel for those who have done Walt Disney World first, you feel like it's just small. And I mean, I can personally spend a half a day in Galaxy's Edge alone. I mean, so- just walking around and taking everything in. And this is coming for somebody that has done it multiple times just this year. So, Jeff, I would go for two hours randomly on a mm-hmm. weeknight when because I, I had a freaking season <laughs> annual pass. Right. So we would just go all the time randomly. And I'm one of those people who could spend tons of time in Disneyland and not ride any rides and be totally happy with it. Yeah, yeah, me too. But if it's his first time, four days is a lot. No. Four days is a lot. It's a lot. And um, if you're staying anywhere, like I would, if you're only doing four days in in that area, I would suggest maybe throwing in something else and not doing Disneyland all four days. Do like knots on a day or something? Universal. Or Universal or something. Um, Universal is quite a drive. Santa Monica. (laughs) Now, if you are staying really close to Disneyland and you can walk back and forth to your hotel and without it being like a huge ordeal, then four days might be okay. You do not want to spend every day all day long at the parks because you will too, pass you, out it's you will get much. you'll get bored or you'll get frustrated with all the people if it's too busy um, how many times do you think you should go through it's a small world five zero <laughs> once 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 five. one and done to five say you five it, never do it again. five and live stream it every time to barry's phone <sighs> and just for you florida people the one in disneyland is the one that was at the world's fair so you know yep. it is the only one that really counts anyway so <laughs> and they also have disney's toontown mickey's toontown which and doesn't exist anywhere else yeah and it's been reopened and refurbished so it's right now, Runaway really Railway nice now. exists in both parks, and I don't think the ride's different. Uh, the line's different, but the ride's not different. I can't personally compare it, but Darren said that the version they have at Disneyland is better than the Disney World Runaway Railway. So, so it's probably the line. I'll have to... We'll, well we're going in January. About, he said specifically the queue at front. Like He said it yeah, was the line. much better. Uh, plus, it's the theming for the uh, the queue is definitely... Uh, it's, it's like a mini museum. So the line... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, but once no, I meant like the actual start to the ride. Yeah. Like when you're right at That's the front. That's still like the line. In it's still the line. The ultimate irresistible force meeting the. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, so regardless, once this posts. Keep an eye on the lair because Terry and John Bean Hastings yeah, undoubtedly yeah. have. They're I mean, the ones. Oh yeah. Have them chime in on Discord. No, I, I would say definitely what 
Andy's talking about. If you want to schedule it out to maximize your rides, I would go with what John Bean Hastings has. Yeah. Because uh, his wife has yeah. Com- literally yeah, him and his wife come up with a, a system yes. that is literally okay. It's the it's itinerary. Tw- 12 minutes after 2 p.m., we need to go <laughs> blank because it's going to take us X number of minutes to get there, and then the line will be at its peak. Blop. It so just, all you have to do is look at the parade and show schedule. Okay, <laughs> so in Disneyland, you have Fantasmic, and you also have the Night Parade, and in March they're bringing back the Electrical Parade. Right. So. <gasps> What if you you're have going to four do. Days, you can schedule yourself. You can see those things, and then you can schedule yourself to be at the rides that are hard to get to when that's going on. Right. So those who are, you know, veterans of going to Disneyland and knowing <laughs> all of these things, um, anytime a parade or show, especially if anything is on at the same time as Fantasmic, that is the time to ride, like the yes. big rides, because I, the lines are I non-existent. I think Fantasmic is closed because of the fire. No, they took the... I think they, they took the dragon... That. Yeah. Oh, okay. They took the fire out. Yeah. They, okay. They're not doing the fire right now. Yeah. No, okay. so. they're, they're talking about fan, you know, fact, Disneyland now, Steve, not, not you know... What's, what's actually fascinating about that, Steve, this year, you putts. Steve, what's actually fascinating about that is Darren and I went, <laughs> like, I think it was two weeks after that fire happened, <laughs> and the area where the fire was completely brand new paint repainted everything it's like it would never happened it oh, yeah. was really okay. amazing to they, see they, they, actually, actually, they fixed that uh, in in other ways that actually sounds very disney yeah oh no yeah oh yeah they need impressive. to put the they need to put the imagineers on the 10 cuz that caught them fire too i mean i i can only speak for like when Darren and i go we basically just kind of freewheel it we just we don't Ugh. set ourselves to. Any they also kind free of, ball it, which is well. And don't you? But disturbing. don't you also like? You don't necessarily get there right at opening, and you take your time, and then yeah, you might leave well, you do like midday, right? And we then you get about an hour afterwards because there's no line to get in. At, right, but you don't stay all day until closing. Uh, no, we we do every day. No, depends on whether we have to drive back. Like, if we're there and then we're driving back that day, the last couple of times we've kept over an extra day and then drove back the next day after our reservations. But um, So, I think two days is great. If it is busy, well, three me, days. Well, for me, two days is about the max I can do, just so. Because of your time off for your yeah. job. Right. But, yeah. um, but if he could, he would do more. Right. So I would do three, but I wouldn't do more than three. Two days is good. Um, if it's really busy, having that third day for flexibility is yes. helpful. Um, but you don't need four. Four let's, is too many. Let's uh, tackle that. So go ahead, Kay. I I I don't think that's that's the advice he's looking for. No, I think he just wants to hear where you know. Yeah, where to go? Okay, so the the phantasmic thing, that's the perfect type of advice, especially because he'll be there multiple days, so he can catch that, and then he can go and do the right thing on the following. I think that's a very good bit well, of But if he wants to plan in advance, the first thing he's got to do is plan food. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to tackle. Let's tackle this first question first. What should he be doing right now to plan? Okay, so you can reserve any restaurant 60 days before your visit. Um, Disneyland does not have that many restaurants. So, and part of that is just because, you know, it's older and it's small, but it's also nested right inside. Literally, you walk across the street and you've got tons of other hotels and restaurants that, you know, are just there. So, if you want to do to do anything sit down at Disneyland, so like blue um 
the Blue Bayou or the Rose. I forget the something Napa, Rose. Napa Rose. Napa Rose. Fucking good. Um, Get the tasting. Carnation thing. Cafe. Um, right. Any of those. But well, it's a place. place. It's, you need to do it now. Carthay Circle, yeah. If you want to have a sit-down meal, you need to have a reservation now. And I'll tell you right now... You're probably not going to get into Blue Bayou. No. Every time I've tried to make a reservation. <laughs> yeah. It's done. It's yeah. It's booked solid. And even when they say they, quote, have available reservations. They lie. It might be 20 minutes before they close on it. Sean, Terry, right. what's the trick to get into Blue Bayou? I know you have it. Oh, they probably Ooh. do. <laughs> and get me into Club 33 while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I haven't been since I was 17. And I, I was don't not know appreciating why it this enough. never came up before, but I just now added a Disney Parks channel to the Geek Shock Discord, where you can talk all about this, and we will at length. All right. Um, the other thing, so Mickey's Toontown. Okay, so at Disneyland, it is in the back of the park. Um, the back of the park is also where they do the fireworks. So if you're going over the weekend and they're going to have a fireworks show, just know that Toontown closes early because they have to prep for the fireworks. So if it is a location that you would like to see because it is unique to Disneyland, plan for it in the morning. Um, it is at the back of the park. So, and Disneyland is uh, very misleading. Um, it, I mean, it really does, the way they've designed it, the, the way you have to walk around to get to everything, it really does feel like it takes forever. But when you actually like look at a visual, <laughs> like, over, like of the park property. Especially the f- when there's fireworks. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no direct route to anything. No. You basically have to go around the perimeter of the park to get anywhere. Oh, it used to be, so... When I worked at Disney, I was a hat writer. When I first worked at Disney, before DCA opened. I'm sorry, you're a what? A hat writer. What is a hat writer? So, a hat writer was a merchant. Yeah, we actually, you know, the people that write names in the Mickey ears. That's what I used to do. But it was before the automated machine. So, it was actually the hand-done singer sewing machines that were specifically made for Disney. Another job. Shit Another job taken by robots. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, it wasn't their fault. So that one, um, and I love that job. I love that job. But Singer stopped making robots. Singer stopped making the machines. And when I trained in the late '90s, they had already started cannibalizing old machines for parts to fix the ones that were still out on stage. Because Disney wanted the personal interaction of you. Yes, and the individual, you know. But then it got to the point where, unless they were going to manufacture the parts themselves, (laughs) they couldn't keep fixing them. So. That mixed with longtime hat writers were actually getting really bad carpal tunnel and having, you know, because because the way. So let's put it this way. The way that those sewing machines worked, I can do cake writing now because it was a handle. It was like a turn handle that you pulled down to make the sewing machine go. And then you would write in cursive on this machine. So it actually was really intensive on your wrist because you would have to do these designs and you're literally doing cursive all day long. And did you have the vibration and shit? Yes. So, um, the parts for the machine mixed with just um, long-term hat writers having too many carpal tunnel problems with their wrists, they decided to make it a you know a computer. So computers do it now. Wow! Show me those wow. cake writing message motions again. <laughs> Audio show, Andy. Audio uh, show. Yeah, recording. recording it for personal reasons? I, 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 I don't, don't know, know, but we could do that later. Deb, under okay. advice of counsel, yeah. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I will say um, the must-see rides uh, and the best times to go are when there's a parade or yes. or fireworks. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Haunted Mansion, for sure. Obviously and, Matterhorn, because it's the yes. only one. 
It doesn't exist in any other just park. My recommendation, if you do Matterhorn, do it like the last thing you do. Because oh, at it night, is yeah. A, it's a very rough ride. <laughs> and if you have any kind of back problems, you will feel it the next day. <laughs> Trust me on that one. Uh, same thing with Space Mountain. Space Mountain is very rough as far as... Uh, and just for everybody, all the Space Mountains are a little different. So even though like Florida has a Space Mountain and Disneyland has a Space Mountain, they're not quite the same. Same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Same with Haunted Mansion. And we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So even if you've done those at the other parks, they're worth doing at Disneyland. Yes. For one, because most of the time they were originally built at Disneyland first. So it's the first one. And they're different. Period. So I remember way back when um, uh, Disney World first opened and... And I saw pictures of the Jungle Cruise. I was like, "Yeah, what is this?" Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good until about ten years from now, when all the trees actually grow yeah. up." And so, oh wow, animal. yeah. Totally. Because Disneyland, so is Orchard Cruise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Disneyland by the mid seventies. Yeah, it was all overgrown and half the time you couldn't see the sky in certain parts of that. That is ride. very cool. Yeah. So, uh, Deb, the advice, Jeff's thing about an hour after opening, is that like uh, one of your... So it depends. If you are an early riser, being at Rope Drop actually is super beneficial because you can usually get in two rides before the lines start to get long. Yeah. How, when if, does it open? Nine. Well, it depends on the day of the week. Well, yeah. It depends on the day of the week. So, and because they have it's... done Rope Drop at seven or eight right, in the morning before. On the weekends Yikes. in yeah. busy season or oh. like in the middle of summer because they are eight to midnight every day during, during summer time but it depends on if it's technically spring break time period because they will have adjusted hours Mm. if it's not spring break period and it's just normal march time frame the weekends are the only ones that they'll be open eight to midnight dca will have less time so they are usually like 10 to 10 or sometimes eight to 10 i don't think they've done 8 a.m though in a long time at dca you know if he's doing the parks if he's doing Disney and DCA for four days, maybe he's doing it right. Maybe he's just going half the day. Yeah, because you can probably only park, get a couple rides. And, in. Then, the, and then the last, and then the last half of the day, yeah, chill. Go get a dinner. Go somewhere. shopping. No, or no. Always dude, shave your shopping dude, till the end. Shave, I will shave, tell you that. Shave right your that. shopping. <laughs> shave it all. Shave it all. Shave it all. Shave your shopping shave for your bikini wax shopping. Trader Sam's. I'm sitting right next to Andy. Dude, dude yeah, Trader, Trader Sam's. Sam's. Go to Trader Sands yes. in the Disney World so, Disneyland Hotel. That is another benefit. And make a reservation yes. for Trader Sands. If you can right now. If you, if you can. can. Okay. If you can't, you can still usually day of yes. get a table, but it would be outside only. The inside is usually what they keep for reservations, unless it's not super busy, and then you might be able to get a table inside. If you go towards the end of the night, you can usually get into the bar as long as your party's not too big. Right. Wow. So if it's a couple people. What about, does, does he need any kind of advice for parking? Um, if it's, it's garage now, there's plenty of parking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if he's staying, um, if he hasn't booked a hotel yet, I would highly suggest booking one within like a half a mile radius and you can just walk. Yeah. I uh, Last time I was at Disneyland, long time ago, I was in one of the hotels on the property. <clears throat> so I've never stayed at any yeah. of the Disney hotels that at, in California. Either. That was cool. That was very cool. I, I mean, Darren has. It, I, it's, just, yeah. it's just a regular old hotel, and I'm sure the price is the price is, you know. But being the hotel on the property, that was awesome. Yeah. Right. I will Especially warn you, if, you're, if you are at the Disneyland Hotel, I'm sure California Adventure, or not California Adventure, um, uh, the, the Bear, Grand Californian. Yeah. Grand Californian is amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But it's ridiculously expensive. <laughs> right. yeah. My point being that the Disneyland Hotel... It's uh, also still expensive. It's also really expensive, yes. but the monorail station is right there. Right. Yes. No, it's not I, near the I, hotel anymore. 
It used to go through the hotel. Well, yeah. It is in the exact same place. No, it didn't go through the hotel. It's across from the Lego well, it was shop like a, now. They in, had like a balcony. In, yeah. yeah. The Disney yeah. well actually. Because I had a friend who worked at the <laughs> store <laughs> in Disneyland. Well, hotel. I actually worked at the shops at the Disneyland oh, Hotel back in the day. I had a friend in high school who did too. Oh, my God. And and Everyone's dick is so big. I know everyone listening probably has some kind of Disney story. Seriously, go to ko-fi.com slash geekshock sign up you can even sign up for the lowest tier and get on our discord chime in on the Disney Parks channel that I just made please I want to hear more I think so if you stay at those hotels across the street the little motels that were there forever you will be getting up early because they're little kids running up and down the halls at dawn (laughs) the Jolly Roger's not there anymore though right I think it got sold and rebranded yeah most of those hotels have been there forever. They just get sold and rebranded constantly. What do you need to, uh, Martron? I forget where in the country he is, but it's not it's not there. I don't think. What is he? Anything for March weather in that part of town? I mean, California can be hit and miss in March. Um, yeah. It can be really hot. Definitely bring a jacket though, because uh, layer, as soon as the sun goes down, it gets cold. Wow, does it okay. drop? Yeah, okay. especially in March. Yeah, so like you can have 100 degrees in the day, and the nights will get down to the 60s, and oh, so it, easily it feels yeah. Oh, so. that's frostbite territory. That's that's why I saved it for this moment. But no, I just I do want to I, I just want to reiterate: if you are not a big show, like you don't have to see the parades, and you don't have to see. I do suggest Fantasmic if you've never seen it; it's an enjoyable show. But if you don't feel like those are things you have to do, those are the best times to do rides because yeah. so many people are on Main Street or they're in uh you know New Orleans Square area watching Fantasmic, and if you know if you. You can kind of figure out the paths that you could go. If you know how to get through and cut through crowds, um, you can get on like three or four rides during that time period. And My I will strategy. Say, if you're just tuning in, folks, we're on hour three of Disney Shock. <laughs> uh, the last thing I have to say, though, is like uh, building on what Dev just said. If you do want to see Rise of Resistance, that is the longest line ride they have going on right now. So... If you're going to take advantage of doing uh, rides while the parades and or fireworks are going on, I highly recommend doing that one because it goes from like a two hour line down to like 30 minutes. Yeah. Are they um, in Disneyland? Are they doing Genie Plus on that ride? No, they still don't. They still aren't. No. My strategy, based on what you guys have said, uh, I would go for multiple days. I would definitely. So, uh, but it, I think I would go the first day uh, and see the parades, see those shows. Get a lay of the land. And get a lay of the yeah. land and, yep. then, and then get a feel for the time. And then the second day, because me, I'm not hard to please because I'm like, I'll do Haunted House. I'll do Haunted House all afternoon. Oh, Haunted Mansion I'll hit, amazing. Yeah. I'll hit Pirates Disneyland. of the Caribbean as many times as I can <laughs> take it. You know, so... But getting the getting getting that feel for when to go to the things because that's really good advice right there. I think yeah. that's probably the best thing. Also, I will say that Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland is so much better um, from the aspect of when you enter and leave the land um, because in Florida, I mean Hollywood Studios. Suck. In in one entrance, it's like you are just stand you're standing in Galaxy's Edge. You're standing in Toy Story Land. <laughs> and you like it literally and you can just see all oh, of Toy yeah, Story the, Land the blind and, transitions are way better yeah at Disneyland Disney, it's yeah. oh my god so it was the first one I went to when they opened um, 
and they built that was all backlot area before <laughs> and so they built it and you have to kind of like curve through this little tunnel mountain tunnel and then you're in galaxy's edge so like you don't even see any of the rest of the park while you're in galaxy's edge and same with the other exit the other exit comes out by splash mountain down yep. in critter country and that was also all backstage area and um they that is, i mean it's just seamless it's it's really amazing like you literally feel like you're on another planet when you're in galaxies yes in disneyland so isolated yeah. from the rest in fact there's only one point in all of galaxy's edge that you can see outside of the park and that's in the queue for um uh smugglers run there's like one on that spot. second level yeah when you're on the second level looking out at the millennium falcon you can kind of see the matterhorn from. How much is Disney paying us for this? <laughs> <laughs> they should be paying us, that's for sure. Lifetime passes. That's right. <laughs> Did you get yours? Then. You missed oh, out on that, yeah, Andy. Yeah, everyone's yeah, got one you, Seven hundred dollars a pop. <laughs> Weekend geek. Yay! Yay! No bad news, huh? Oh, there is. We're just skipping it. This oh, week. Yeah. Yay. No time. Plus, I mean, it's the news is super, super saturated with all of the things because of the strike ending. Damn. So yes, yes, things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, we have an ad from Uh-oh. oh boy from the great J.R. Conkle. Yes. Greetings, mortals, or should I say, morsels? Oh, oh, I think oh, that works. I, I think I like that. Now that I have legitimate followers, people chanting moist is a choice and displaying their devotion with stickers and other sundry signs of piety. Well, I need a name for my loyal followers. Morsels! I shall call you Morsels. Now, with that out of the way, I wanted to welcome you to the holiday season. Now I've given your human religions a cursory once-over, I was simply tickled to see that ritualized cannibalism is a thing with you people. (laughs) That whole body and blood of deal. In our religion, my wonderful little muscles, you will partake in my flesh far more literally. By feasting. Let's look at Thanksgiving, for instance, where you take what is widely considered a relatively dry bird, and by using various brines and other cooking methods, strive to make it moist. Your Thanksgiving is a perfect tribute to me, an opportunity for all of you to demonstrate that moist is a choice, and that you, my devoted morsels, We'll go that extra mile to make that choice. So go out and brine that fucking turkey. Make it moist. Strive and elevate that which is dry into worthy tribute to your God. And while you consume its glorious flesh with gravies or sauces to make it even wetter, richer, Moister. Know that I am watching you. Know that I celebrate you. Know that I look forward to the day when your corpulent flesh will be added to mine, and together we shall rule as one! 
Happy Holidays from J.R. Conkle. Citizen of the Fallen is free on Kindle December 7th through the 11th. If you haven't picked up a copy yet, do it. It's free. Also, please rate and review. And when you review, try to work in the word morsel. Let's show the moist meat monsters a little love. Thank you, J.R. Conkle, for your ad this holiday season. And so, yes, pick up a free copy of Citadel of the Fallen between December 7th and the 11th. Find it. We, we don't have a Moist as a Choice sticker? We do. Yeah, we, we do. do. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm not finding it here on the... On the... We do. Okay. Good. I <laughs> yeah. thought we did. We do. We have one. It was one of the most popular. Yeah. yeah. Gay Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Holt has reportedly been cast as Lex Luthor in James Gunn's upcoming DC movie Superman Legacy. According to Deadline, DC has been waiting for a deal to be reached with the SAG after strike before casting the role of Lex Luthor. The studio has now decided on Holt, who has most recently played the titular role of the 2023 horror comedy Renfield. Uh, here's a refresher on the rest of the cast. Uh, Pearl star David Cornsweet is set to play the role of Clark Kent. A marvelous Ms. Maisel actor Rachel Brosnan, Brosnan. Brosnan. Sure, will play Lois Lane. Meanwhile, Isabella Merced is Hawk Girl. Uh, A.D. Gatherigi is Mr. Terrific. Nathan Fillion, Guy Gardner, a.k.a. Mr. Terrific? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anthony Kerrigan is Metamorpho. Uh, uh, Gunn debunked a theory swirling around the internet about Superman legacy story confirming the upcoming DC flick isn't involving any Middle Eastern conflict. Good choice. What was Nathan Fillion? Oh, he is uh, Guy Gardner. Guy Guy Gardner. Gardner. The most obnoxious Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I could see him channeling some of the stuff he did for, uh, for uh, uh, Captain Hammer yeah. mm-hmm. into that. Dr. Yeah. Marvel sing-along blog. Hey, Kate, yes. weren't you uh, painted as Guy Gardner? That's right, in Alex Ross original, before mm-hmm. Alex was Alex. Right, uh, it was uh, Al. As for oh, the Alexander. Whole... Did you oh. choose or did he choose? Oh, I chose. He oh, was okay. actually He was actually like, okay. This was back in the heyday of the Justice League uh, comics where Guy Gardner was actually amusingly written as opposed to just being, you know, straight up a symbol for misogyny and terribleness and all the other things. So it was actually amusing. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Holt. I still think it's rumor territory because it's possible. I mean, deadline is better than we got this covered, but. I'm still waiting for an official press release or a what is, James Gunn tweet. What does Latino News and Review say? <laughs> but they are thing, far more accurate, that's for same sure. Same thing Vulture says. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Nicholas Holt's a really good actor, and obviously they are going with a Superman-Lex Luthor combo that is similar in age. I sense which a I think big is, butt coming here. Oh, I, you know. Yes, big Steve, butt. Yes, Steve, I'm, tell us about your big butt. All right, here's my big butt. I just love baritone bass Lex Luthers. A lot of alliteration there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just spoiled by Clancy Brown. I'm just spoiled by Clancy Brown. Everybody's spoiled by Clancy he Brown. He yeah. is the greatest Lex Luthor. Because even Gene Hackman isn't that baritone. No, no, yeah. If you could cast any actor in history as Luther, who would it be? Oh, God. Clancy Brown. Yeah. If Clancy Brown is off the table, who would it be? Oh. Uh, oh, hey, you know, he uh, could, he could younger be Arthur. Younger, <laughs> I would go with Patrick Page. 
Who's that? He's a Broadway actor. He's he's in. Uh, this is what I get for asking Day. Steve yes, this question. Yes, yes. Serves you right. This is uh, my fault. There you go. I would the, cast all four guy, of the Golden Mr. Girls Russell, and, and, and just a quarter of the way through the movie. Be Arthur will be swapped by. I can't uh, hear you. Uh, uh, <laughs> freaking Rose Nyland. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White. Um, and then the next quarter of the movie, it would be uh, anyway. Blanche Deb and I were over here having My a conversation about My choice for Lex Luthor would be John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> wow. Shakespearean uh, actor. I'm not sure I agree with you there, Vlarg, but I do like your idea for that as the Living Tribunal. Mm. Ooh. Anyway. When they start using the AI stuff to cast any actor in any role, B. Arthur is granny goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shitballs. <laughs> Who's Granny Goodness? Oh, she's a dark side uh, aide. One of the new gods. Yeah. Ah. And she's. <laughs> yeah. Ah. In, in the, that didn't answer Deb, shit. In the, Deb uh, sums it up for the majority the, of America. In <laughs> the <laughs> Superman animated series, voiced by Ed Asner. Yes. Which I thought was hilarious. Brilliant casting. <laughs> Who, who's that? Ed Asner? Yes. Oh. You guys oh keep talking God. like everybody knows these people, You're and I so don't know any of young them. Oh, you would know him best as the old man in Up. Oh, the that. voice for that. Yeah. Okay, yes. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Grant. Thank you. I don't know. That's a good voice. Lou Grant. Mary Tyler Moore Show is like before me. Yeah. Like, but it's still around. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, our, get your cultural history under your belt there. I mean, I watched the Andy Griffith Show and I watched some of the others. But well, those were before you. Yeah, but cooperate. they were on regular television, and Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore show, I think, reruns was on cable. You could watch me TV. It. You can watch me TV. You can watch... It's uh, everywhere. Yeah. That's too late. Red a Hotel. It's today. It's everywhere. <laughs> 5,000 <000 laughs> channels. Red the, the Hotel room to go watch Nick at Night? What? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Mad they did Marshman, that. While you they did that in the Lower Decks episode, remember? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Boimler. Boimler, like, he was going to, he had this whole schedule, oh, yeah. and he was going to see Ferenginar, oh, oh, right. and all these things, and then he just stayed in his he hotel room the whole time. Ferengi television. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. This was all my fault, I realize it, and I apologize. <laughs> anyway, Patrick Page. John Wilkes. You know what, Torgo? They PR. bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. <laughs> true that, Jeff. True that. Uh, director Destin Daniel Cretton is no longer set to hail Marvel's Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Uh, Deadline reports he is the one who stepped away from the project so that he can, quote, focus on other Marvel projects. Uh, Cretton is also said to be in talks with uh, Marvel Studios about directing future movies. Screenwriter Jeff Loveness previously left the project. It's being reported that Marvel Studios is moving away from the whole Kang Conqueror storyline, but don't have any confirmation on that. The report doesn't make any mention of it being scrapped. Uh, Cretton is currently working on the Marvel Studios series Wonder Man. He also co-created with Andrew Guest, who served as showrunner. The series will resume shooting after Thanksgiving and will fall under the new Marvel Spotlight series banner. And these are shows that are standalone series and not part of the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the director is also working on his sequel to Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I'm not believing anything I hear right now about Kang, whether or not they're going to use him or, yeah. or not. I, I, I'm just going to wait until I see official announcements. Exactly. Because it's, it's all just speculation. Yeah, it is. Yep. And you never know what those Cretans are going to come up with. <laughs> I know. Is that his, really his last name? Isn't it Crichton? Crichton? I said Crichton. He is said it Crichton? Crichton. I think it's How's Crichton. How's it spelled? C-R-E-T-T-O-N. Wow. Crichton? Crichton. Okay. Okay. If there's a T-T, it's Crichton. 
Cretin. You missed the whole Thank you. the whole eye Thank conversation. Kirsten and I had you kept saying Cretin and Kirsten. Oh, and oh like, I, yeah. saw, I saw that no, every well, time. I, that was no, that was not the thing. The thing was is, but if he's pronouncing it right or if he's pronouncing it wrong, Cretin, <laughs> Fige, you know, whatever. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's just like you know. It's it's like it's a it's, weird name. Yeah, it's like you know, um, you know, Emil bastard. Cretin, you know, Emil Bastard. It, sure. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's by, just like by the wood. I, I, I well, the... Cretin. <laughs> you're you're an epithet from Shakespeare. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's I, a very literary name, Kay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a live adjective. <laughs> <laughs> what hour is it? Drink. Tower fifty-three. After all the Disney talk. <laughs> live-action adaptation of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe has been in and out of development for a while. It was most recently produced by Netflix, but a few months ago, the project ended up being scrapped after spending $30 million on its development. Amazon MGM Studios are currently in talks to take on the project, which is developed by Adam and Aaron Nee, the writing and directing team between The Lost City. According to Variety, quote, studio, should the studio advance, it will need to close new deals with the Knees. <laughs> funny when you say it out loud. Say it's that time. <laughs> for a script polish and to direct. Uh, it's also confirmed that Kyle Allen is still attached to stars He-Man. Mattel and producer Todd Black will also be looking for the film to get a significant theatrical release. Now, this is something that was not on the table at Netflix. It's also reported the budget for the film will be around $160. $70 million. Uh, Aaron, director Aaron Nee previously shared that they wanted to keep things wild and crazy like the original animated series and likened the film they were making to Marvel's Thor Ragnarok. Oh, so a little what? goofy, a little fun. Yeah. Okay. What other movies are $170 billion? Your question again? What other movies are $170 million? Hmm. A lot of, lots lot of, of lots lots high sci-fi and fantasy. That's not yeah. even... Every, that's not even scratching the surface. Yeah, that's, I'm not, like, every that's like Tom mid-level Cruise. for... I, honestly, I was. I was sort of like, only 175 Yeah, I think the Marvels was what, 320, 320 million? Yeah, because of the we got to get a piece of the stuff that throws his money around. The hey. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves movie coming up. That's $340 million. Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they keep having to change... Exactly who Snow White's hanging around with. <laughs> There's been issues. <laughs> you saying she drifted? Welcome back. Snow White. Oh. <laughs> the, the new, uh, the new uh, watch phrase when that kind of thing happens is, well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> Try it out, Andy. See how it fits. I guess I'll just go fuck myself now. Keep working on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get plenty Work of opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep practicing. <laughs> Jordan Peele and his Monkey Paw Productions are set to produce a remake of Wes, Craven, Wes Craven's 1991 horror movie The People Under the Stairs. Uh, Doom Patrol and Night Sky screenwriter uh, Jesus, it's going to be that kind of show. Screenwriter is I, I blame Andy. The People Under Stairs, Doom Patrol, and Night Sky screenwriter Ezra Clayton Daniels has signed on to write the screenplay for the movie. Which Clayton? Is, uh, Clayton. Clayton? Creighton? Yeah. 
Clayton, oh my goodness. What's, what's Clayton? wrong? What's He's the, just what picking you on you now. He's just picking. <laughs> Continue reading, Todd. Don't look directly at Kirst. He's I, being I kind of moved my computer on this. Oh, no. I, now I see Vlarg. That's not better. That's not better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His head is above my screen. Just move it over here. God, I'm just going to turn around. Because then you'll do the same thing. <laughs> no. Yes. Staring at so Spock. you just got to do like, like uh, I forget his actual name, but the king before. Um, Abdicate. No, oh. before Elizabeth, where he would have to get in a, in a room by himself to be able to, like, actually speak to... The king's speech thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. Yes. Yes. That'd be George. Just ignore the... and pretend nobody else is there and just read. Just do that. I can't. Have you seen this man's face? Yes. All right. <laughs> There's a reason why I kind of I punch him a lot. <laughs> you know what? When I start talking, Deb, punch him. It's a, I need a distraction. <laughs> yes, Deb, punch Kirsten. Yes. <laughs> The movie follows the story of a young boy named Fool, who, along with two others, attempts to burglarize the home of the mysterious and affluent Robesons. As they navigate the Labyrinthine house, they discover the dark secrets hidden within its walls, including the gruesome treatment of children who have been imprisoned under the stairs. Under Jordan Peele, I am here for this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, wasn't there a trailer for this recently? But I'm remembering we watched something last night where they were showing the stuff that's on Tubi. And that's one of the things that's on Tubi. Everything is friggin' on Tubi. Well, right? then some stuff is going on. The original like, talk Wes Craven movies on Tubi. That's, Tubi, I've become impressed by Tubi and a little disappointed. Uh, impressed because. My God, all the forgotten things are there. That is the island misfit toys of movies. <laughs> and I'm here for that. What I hate is they don't offer an ad-free version of Tubi. No. Right? Ah, right. And I I would be on board 100% if they had that. Not only that, but the ads are always interjected in weird, weird places. places. Yeah, there's no the thought. most inopportune time. There's no thought. It's obviously a time stamp. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I love Tubi on one side, and I can't watch Tubi on the other. Right. I... I, I Put it this way, I spend more time looking at their offerings than actually watching them. <laughs> uh, DC Studios is moving forward with its Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie with screenwriter Anna Nogueira. This is where you punch him, Deb. This is the moment. Punch, not shove. Punch. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you showing him? <laughs> He's okay. It's a picture that's this captioned. Um, anything when you're tired is a pillow and it's a cat sleeping on a dog's balls. <laughs> and this is what's over the top of my screen while I'm trying to read. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're not punching him enough. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. You know what, Kirsten? Go back to taking pictures of Kit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were doing like the first half hour of the show. Oh, yeah, he turned through. around. Yeah. De- Deb, at this point, you're not punching him as a mean. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow with screenwriter Anna Nogueira. She was previously hired to write a Supergirl movie back in 2022 when Warner Brothers was developing the project as a spin-off of The Flash. Uh, this will be a completely different project with a whole new take on the character. Aren't any plot details to share for the movie, but the original comic follows Supergirl as she gets caught up in the young alien girl's quest for revenge. 
In this film, quote, we see the difference between Superman who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time as an infant versus Supergirl who was raised on a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth when she was young girl and much more hardcore. She's not exactly the Supergirl we are used to seeing, unquote. Punk rock Supergirl. The the film is a big part of James Gunn and Peter Safran's grand plan to relaunch the DC Universe. Uh, The new new version of DC, of course, kicks off with Superman Legacy. And uh, so how do you feel about this based on uh, uh, Woman of Tomorrow? It's a very different comic, yeah. Yeah. It it is... (laughs) Okay, so... Oh God! You oh. really are becoming Jeff Goldblum. I mean, it's. <laughs> I've all right, this all right. Wait, brace right. yourself, you know, everyone. I'll start him off. Do I yourself. go off on a history of the character exactly, or do I just jump right? Give in? Your I would jump right in. Just give because, your opinion. Yeah, the character is uh, all over the place in the history of DC. kind of, but it's been an evolution. Yeah, it's been an evolution from "Hi, I just hopped out of this rocket," blah blah blah, to yeah. Uh, I've been through some shit, and yeah, yeah. the biggest difference is all Superman remembers is Earth and Mon Pa Kent. Supergirl was a teenager when she left Argo City, and depending on continuity, watched it turn into kryptonite while it's off in space, and so people are getting kryptonite poisoning as the years go by, and then finally her dad just goes you got to get out of here and go to now in recent continuity they left at the same time she was still a teenager but her mission was when you get to earth you got to take care of your baby cousin right the rocket goes off course she gets here when he's an adult and so well that was the tv show version too yeah Yeah. Yeah. except she got caught in the phantom zone i think it was in the tv show right (sighs) but it was still they left at the same time at the same time but she gets here late jeff gets caught up in the details a little and so so she so she has no real mission when she gets here but yeah that job's been done by mon pa kent um and so she's kind of like well okay what do i do this planet is completely unfamiliar to me, and I've seen some shit. <laughs> so that's a better continuity than the she arrives on the planet and he puts her in an orphanage or whatever the hell that. Oh was. yeah. Oh yes. It's, it's, but this particular story is by Tom King, and and it very much is an examination of who is Kara Zor-El as uh, she's trying to. She's trying to define herself while she also, you know, finds this. Because, again, her whole same family crest, the S means hope. What does that mean? It's a darker character, but not like uh, Zack Snyder dark. Right, yeah. It's more, you know, it's almost that teenage trying to, you know, teenage, late teens, early 20s. You're trying to find yourself and layer that on top of you know having superpowers and and you're a refugee yeah exactly so it's like you're taking all of this back trauma trying to deal with that while you're still trying to figure out your place in this new world and yeah it's and it's good it's really good and your cousin is one of the most most famous famous people most well-liked people on the planet (laughs) <laughs> and is, if I recall, don't, was it there like certain expectations? Like people were like, "Oh, you're just going to be just like your cousin." And she's like, "I'm nothing like my cousin." Yeah, well, that yeah, that's, that's the also kind could of be Power Girl too. So. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't give me that squeaky face look. 
I'm talking face. I'm, I'm talking to uh, squeaky Barry. face. Squeaky face? Yeah. You're, yeah. No. Don't bother. <laughs> you look like your no mom. Effect. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's his Ow. Door, door face. Oh, my God. Woo. I think that officially turned it <laughs> into <Shots> out fired. <laughs> he is so offended right now. <laughs> hey, there's been a couple of times in the last few months where he has said something and reacted, and all I hear is his mother. That's it. That's all I hear. Wow. <laughs> Let me pull that knife out of your side here, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Torg, if you did a safe place, my room is available in 10 days. <laughs> I wouldn't call that safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we get off of Supergirl, what what would you think of Sasha Kali continuing to play Supergirl? Because I know you were initially the... hesitant, right? Because she's not blonde, and that's the way <laughs> I, they've always I been I don't know character. what Warner Brothers things is with blondes, but boy, they just don't cast them. Yeah. Was that the TV I mean, show? Uh, no, Supergirl? she was in The Flash. Uh, she oh, the movie. She yeah. in The Flash. And she, oh, she's, oh, she's a very brunette. The most recent movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, she's, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a really I thought good she was actress. A fantastic and, actress. And again, yeah. you know, my whole thing these days is, well, this is just... You know the DC universe, DC universe on Earth, Zaslav. Okay. <laughs> Earth Z. That yeah, means. or Earth Gun. Because I would like to see more of her doing that role. Cause yeah. I, did, did, I don't think I she got she enough really time to really feel out the role, if you will. Yeah. Now, did, to get a little persnickety, was she Supergirl or was she gender swapped Superman? No, no, she was definitely she, Supergirl. Yeah, there's lines in it where, again, she but, had the mission of coming to Earth and taking care of baby Kal-El. But, but and also, in that timeline, tortured. And is, yeah, 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 I know. But, but that, that timeline, Superman was dead, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They found hit, Zod. Zod found Superman's capsule. Oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Now the movie's coming back yeah. to me. Those who have <laughs> oh, not okay. seen the latest Flash film, ignore everything we just said. Uh. It's really good. <laughs> It's a really good film. It is. It is. We've said it before. I feel bad, actually, for all of the off-screen, behind-the-scenes antics, because Ezra Miller is actually incredibly good in the Flash oh, movie. I was going to say, what? While what? playing multiple he's what? Oh, He's oh, incredibly oh, as good. As an actor, yes. Okay. Period. Fine. No. It, it, he's playing he's, multiple versions I of think, the same character. Yes, yeah. and playing supposed to be playing off himself with split screens and shit. And it's too bad that 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 he's got whatever he's got going on. He definitely because, has mental health problems. Because this could have this could this could have been a, a this could have been a breakout for him. Up this the meds, something. Ezra. Yeah, but again, another character who's never been cast blonde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is Flash supposed to be blonde? Yeah. Barry Allen. <laughs> yeah. Tubi, speaking of, hey, announced that it will partner up with the Blacklist on To Be Commissioned initiative and will provide emerging and established writers with the opportunity to submit their screenplays intended to be developed, produced, and distributed by Tubi. Uh, the Blacklist began in 2005 and it was an annual survey of the most liked motion picture screenplays that had not been produced. It had since become a platform for writers to showcase their features, pilots, and plays for industry professionals and get high-quality evaluations from uh, vetted professionals. Uh, Tubi, quote, is commissioning five scripts that speak to young, diverse audiences that fit into one of the following genres, sci-fi, faith, comedy, Romance and wildcard. 
any genre, which allows for the inclusion of great script that may not fall within the other specified genres, unquote. Uh, the submission program will run through March 15th, 2024. Uh, the Blacklist will be exclusive, uh, executive producing all five uh, films and will be collaborating closely with Tubi throughout the entirety of the program. After submissions close, a committee of Tubi content executives will come together to review all the scripts and announce those that will be moving forward with development. Uh, view Viewers can expect to see these 2B original movies starting to hit 2B as early as 2025. So you get to submit and then they're going to pick five to make. You submit to what has always, always been there. And that's the blacklist. Okay. Uh, the blacklist has been around for ages. So since they're writing it for this, will they be able to place the commercials in better places? <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> I would be impressed. So they want full scripts. Yes. Yeah, these are full-on films, written beginning to end. And they'll basically take five of the blacklist and produce them at Tubi. It just sucks. Every time you say blacklist, I'm thinking of the, the TV show. That's exactly yeah, what I was thinking, too. And I, like, my brain keeps going, like, nope, that's not what he's talking about here. Is yeah. Spader going to star in all these films? <laughs> he could. Yeah. He's a great actor. But uh, I, I always like when writers get not only get on the blacklist but get off of it by being produced because some of those things sit on there for ages yeah and it's supposed to be these all these fantastic amazing scripts that no one makes <laughs> but i mean I've, I've seen multiple articles on this that now in the day of streaming there's at least a lot more platforms where people can potentially get things made because it used to be right it was either major network television or major film studios and maybe some right. small independents but now like with all the streaming platforms, you have a lot more potential opportunity. Indeed. And it's given to be and it's kind of placements out there. It's kind of nice to see them throwing their weight in on some original programming. Mm -hmm. So instead of just like reruns and reshowing. Right. And good luck to them on that. Who owns Tubi? Uh, some bastard who won't allow me to have commercialist TV. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it free? It the, is. The fact that faith is one of the uh, categories, if you think some religious guy. Oh, one. Well, that's an interesting choice, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. A, yeah. Because we we all know those those movies are good. <laughs> God loves Nikki too. Oh, you didn't see that one? No. Crossing the switchblade. No. Yeah. Uh, in that? <laughs> Kay poked his head off in the bathroom just to laugh at Andy for that. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was the it? cross in the switchblade. Switch I've heard of it. Oh, somebody well, big is in it. I've but... only seen the left behind. I think like the first one or whatever. Oh god, you saw those? Well, because I was in high school and I was going to church. So Ugh. that'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. Fox owns Tubi. Fox Corporation. It of all makes it sense does. now. Of course it does. The uh, Disney Fox or the other Fox? Fox Corporation. Okay. A Andy, I need you to expound just Not for a short time okay. on Cross and the Switchblade. Uh, tell our listeners what that is. It's a 1970 film, and it stars two really weird people. Um <laughs> Pat Boone, some weird, some weird Pat Boone and Eric Estrada. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric Estrada? Eric, a young Eric Estrada. Wow. Trying to sell his land in Boca? Wow. Yeah. Well, Pat Boone makes perfect sense. Uh, yes. Eric Estrada. This is before Chips. Yeah. Yep. It's before Chips. Be, yeah. And I saw it at somebody's church. It's and a we, And we went to see it as a goof. It's a musical? No, it's a, uh, but but uh, the, the the thing, it's a, it's Pat Boone is a preacher from Nebraska or some hick of place. Of course he is. Goes to the city to try and help the youth, and he gets into conflict with Eric Estrada, who's like a gang leader. 
And at the end, of course, he turns Eric Estrada around, and then there's like this sting at the very end of the thing. It's like, God loves Nikki, too, because the character's name is Nikki. So I'm, I'm still not sure what that sting is. It's it's just I'm saying God. The character's name is Nikki. Okay. And the sting is God loves Nikki too. It's the, probably their way of like making a catchphrase so that yeah. it makes it more. So that's sung by some off-screen chorus. Yes, it's, it's sung off chorus. Okay. Yeah. So that's not the the preacher's. No, that's that just, just this one. Whenever somebody says religious movie, I go right back to that. Oh, nah. <laughs> I understand what yeah. <clears throat> Kids, if you don't know who Pat Boone is, <laughs> oh, Jesus. don't bother. Don't. But you should be aware that in 1997, he made an album called In a Metal Mood. Yes, no he more did. Mr. Nice oh, Guy. Yes. Yep. I know Todd uh, knows this. Yes, yep. did, didn't he? So a, a music album? Pat Boone oh, yeah. is known so for bad. being one of the most vanilla singers. A lot of black singers' music was made palatable for white audiences in the 50s and 60s by having Pat Boone sing it. He's whiter than white. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever saw the Osbournes, the opening song was by Pat Boone yeah. singing that. If you thought Donny Osmond was too hep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's become a popular joke gift to metal fans. Oh. He sings heavy metal songs in a jazz big band style. And he appeared so on the terrible. cover in a leather vest. Ooh. I remember the picture. It was just, it's god awful. In a metal mood. Oh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, you know what? If there is a definition of art, it might be that. That might be the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite of art, is what he made. And I can only leave room for some red light, green light. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play, yeah. Doesn't matter what you say, they're gonna make this shit anyway. Yay! Oh my, God. Oh my goodness. I thought for sure we we're gonna lose that. All right, cool. <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. I unless know. I missed a couple. Don't After the four couple. hours of Disney stuff, I didn't think we had room for it. Oh my goodness, what it was like your, 20 minutes. What is with your craw in that? Yeah. <laughs> Conversations about Disneyland are like walking in Disneyland, Andy. I see. It feels longer they than all, it actually oh, is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You're not punching Kirsten enough. <laughs> she did punch me once, guys. That was when I showed the dog's balls picture to Ed. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Rightfully so. I bring this meeting of Dunright Productions to order. Finally, I've got all the executives here. We can make an executive proper decision with all tallies in. I just happen to have four pitches here, and we need to decide to run with one of them. You each get one green light. One or more of these may be fake. The shows are The League of Extraordinary Men, The Getaway, <laughs> Nightmares of Nature, and 13 ghosts. <laughs> I see that first one caught you pretty good. Because <laughs> there aren't any? <laughs> uh, let's start with that one. League of Extraordinary Men is an upcoming series from Max that will bring together some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Tom Holland will take the role of Dorian Gray. Jason Statham, Alan Quatermain, uh, Charlize, uh, Charlize Theron will play the part of Mina Hartley. Alan Tudyk will play Dr. Henry Jekyll and Cal Penn, rumored to be playing the part of Captain Nemo. The series will begin with each character having their own episode series. These individual stories will have elements that tie together and then the series concludes with a 12-episode group show. 
Sure to be an exciting series with an all-star cast. Max is sure to be a great platform for this series, and fans are sure to be excited about the combination of some of the biggest names in Hollywood. I'm what do you feel about the League of Extraordinary Men? I'm that confused. this is fake. Yeah, well, because uh, yeah. it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Because those are all the same well, characters. Yes, but it could be their rebranding for this generation. And it sounds super fake to me, but I don't think it was an accident. I think they, they made that change on purpose. Uh, eight per character, uh, and then a 12 episode Avengers show. Eight no, per character? No, I fake. call shenanigans. Yeah. We'll get to that part. What do you feel about the green light side of this? I, I think it's. <laughs> I don't see how you no, make those eight shows. Much. I don't think those eight shows work on their own. No. I don't want eight shows about Jekyll and Hyde. That's the only one I kind of want. Is it eight per character? or it's is eight it... per character. Oh, no. This is absolute horseshit. I yeah. really don't want eight about Dorian Gray. <laughs> no, oh, no. no that Dorian. could be good, too. I think that yeah. could be no, really good, Not too. eight shows. Oh, you're yeah. just apologists. That... <laughs> there, there have been five billion Dorian Gray movies, and they've all been under two hours, and they've all done the character justice. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'll just go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus. Give that was again for, uh, uh, Same thing with I'm, I'm with you. I think an eight show Dorian Gray would be good. Yeah, oh, Therese sake. Theron's character is is Mina Harkness. Yeah, Mina Harkness. Uh, Mina the vamp, the Mi vampire. This one says Mina Hartley. See, that's what yeah, threw that's, me right there. That's, Mina Hartley. Fucking AI wrote this. <laughs> Mina, Mina Harker. Totally different. <laughs> oh, Har not Harkness. Harker. Sorry. Oh, oh, who am I thinking of? Jack Harkness. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I could watch eight episodes of Nina Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> Nina Hartley. Well, throw a little Captain Jack. We got a real thing going on here. <laughs> wow. That's what the, the league was missing all this time. Right. Oh my God. This is. If there was an actual pitch for a TV series based on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I'd be all for it. But and if it actually fucked. I mean, first of all, Dorian Gray is like a a, a red flag because yeah, that was not in the original comic, so you're already looking at, okay, this is That's not... That's just a remake of the film. Statham yeah. as Quartermain? Dude, no. No. No, no not, not... Yeah, according to the comic? No, you want... Dude, is he, is he, is he still alive? John Hurt. No, he's, no, he's dead. Okay, then not John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> CGI John Hurt. Someone destroyed right. the painting of John Hurt. CGI John Hurt, right. Playing opposite CGI mod. I mean, it's too close <laughs> to Penny Dreadful, but... Uh, um, yeah. Uh, what's what's his face in that? The but yeah, James no, I know Bond. exactly who you're talking about. James Bond, he's the chief in Doom Patrol. It's Timothy Dalton. Oh, oh yeah. Christmas. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's actually good. Playing the current one, yeah. I, I, I mean, well, playing the current one. This smells like fish jerky. What else? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's not only as fake as a $3.5 bill, <laughs> but it's just a bad an idea. Yeah. Let's see how that compares against The Getaway. Oscar-nominated actor Don Cheadle has signed to develop the young adult novel The Getaway by Lamar Giles into its TV series at Sony Pictures Television. The near-future horror contemplates what would happen if the world fell into chaos and you and your family were stuck working at one of the world's most famous resorts, some of the world's richest and most powerful as guests. Unknown to employees, the resort has been selling shares of an end-of-the-world oasis to have the best of the best at the end of days. What they didn't count on was a group of teens and how far they'll go to find the truth and save themselves. How do you feel about the getaway? Hmm. 
I was all over that till that last sentence. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this could be very, oh. Uh, <laughs> you're all about the dystopia, but when there's a chance to get out of it, no way. No, no I think no, it was the teens. It's the teens. It was the teens. <laughs> was I the wanted teens. to have a chance of succeeding. <laughs> now it just becomes a teen drama thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it going to be on the CW? <laughs> yeah, they're all. It's all going to be each one of their fault at certain nineteen nineties MTV, and they're going to make choices that are completely against the glaring like thing information that they have in front of them. They're just going to ignore this it. Not to sense, mention so gla- do exactly the opposite. Yes. Not to mention choices glaringly opposite what teen, teens would actually probably. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's a good idea that I know I'm going to hate because of the, how the, they executed it. <laughs> so I guarantee you this one's happening. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like, this so sounds like a real Nobody moves anything. I hate it too much for it to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> there, really. There's a sticker. Does, I, there you go. I hate that it too much sticker. for it to be fake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah I, I, that last sentence, this, literally, that last sentence killed it for me. Yeah, you should have seen the look on his face. It literally was like the blood drained out of his yeah. body. Does like, having hey, that uh, is actual use of literary? That's I mean, good. I love I love Cheadle, and I think this idea of the end of the world coming. What the fuck are the rich are gonna do? Come on, this actually, if there was a way to wall off a, a real cool resort from the rest of the world going to shit, they do it. Deb, World War Z wasn't one of the vignettes in World War Z about uh, the the rich. And it was the yeah. pop star. The pop star. That had, that in had the, the, the zombie-proof house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that. Like that. I wish they would have done that in World War Z. Yeah. Or, you know what? Let's, uh, World War Z, let's have, let's have a zombie apocalypse movie while people are at Disneyland. Not Disney World, because it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> so we said over four days. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that, even that. But yeah, man, you just, the teens find the truth. Oh, barf. (laughs) All right, next up, uh, Nightmares of Nature. Horror studio Blumhouse is producing a horror-themed wildlife series titled Nightmares of Nature. The series follows, quote, animal heroes battling to survive the true-life horrors only real nature can provide. The idea is to blend natural history filmmaking through a horror lens, a place where trees bleed, zombie snails dwell, and vampire fish reign supreme. Alan Ayers, head of Plimsoll USA, said, it's only natural to be scared about things that go bump in the night. But Nightmares of Nature isn't a projection of the supernatural. Once you start looking at the natural world, you will find things as terrifying as anything in a horror movie. To tell that story, we could not hope for better collaborators than Blumhouse, combining the world's greatest horror filmmakers with some of the world's best natural history storytellers, a unique opportunity to create a more visceral, emotional point of entry to nature than anything we've seen before. No network or platform is currently attached. How do you feel about nightmares of nature so is it going to be more like a nat geo with a horror feel that's the feel i get this like mm. a nat geo but with a yeah i mean Looking there's at a, stuff the, there's the some, horrifying side of nature there is some really right like crazy the, shit. they had a wasn't it like monsters of nature where it's literally like giant centipedes fighting a, tar- a tarantula you mean so australia yeah, it's, yeah no it was like i mean there was so one awesome where that's backyard nasty yeah. ass fucking bugs be... that fought each other and you shit. know what they need they need james cameron they need to go down to like the abyssal zone because there are straight up fucking monsters in the deep yeah, yeah. i think it's go- gonna be google more goblin like, shark 
Yeah. That shit exists. Yeah, there's there's Megs under the thermocline. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, octopi. I, I think it's going to be more like that weird fungus that makes ants climb to the top well, of something. Zombified, zombified uh, yeah. Yeah. snails. Yeah. That's when I heard. Horrific. Yeah, Ugh. that it, uh, potential. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nah, they need to go down the. I. Whenever I go to like a natural history museum, I always gravitate toward the the deep sea fish shit. <laughs> those are straight up monsters. You gain levels by killing those things. That, yeah, but most people would never be exposed to them. What about like brain eating bacteria? Also gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And things that they can literally do nothing for you. No, I'm all about this. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, 13 ghosts start. Castle is developing a series adaptation of the horror film 13 Ghosts. Patrick Mediate of Primordial Pictures <laughs> and SFX su- su- supervisor of Fear the Walking Dead and Aaron McLean announced they are teaming up with Dark Castle to pitch the series for Sony Pictures Television. The series will consist of 13 episodes with an anthology style that dives into a different ghost with each episode. It's explained by the creators of the show, quote, every culture in the world has its ghost stories and this reimagining of 13 ghosts presents an international sampling of these supernatural tales the ghost stories within each episode will have their own stylistic look and feel that will be explored and influenced by each individual director this makes our ghost vignettes stand out stylistically as they set the theme for each episode how do you feel about 13 ghosts the series i like it yeah the idea is good but i'm a little concerned because when you can't get full moon to green light your movie, go to Dark Castle. <laughs> mm, he's got a point. And also, did you ever did you watch the uh, the movie Thirteen Ghosts the re- from the nineties? Yes. Yeah. I I thought it was fun. It's a decent yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched it, Holy and shit, I did you? not have nightmares. Yes. Okay. Really? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this idea. I'm just concerned about the people behind it. Will it be like that where where it builds up to a story? To like an end of a house where all these ghosts are like locked. With Thirteen ghosts come together to take on the aspect of death. To take on the League of Extraordinary Men. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or will it be and individual stories? It's the next Ghostbusters I, I, movie. Based, based on the say that says anthology series, I think they're just going to be individual stories. But it's like this, probably the stories of the, like how they be like their life and how they died type things. That's what it sounds I bet like. It's just about they, the haunting. If they bring it together like they did in in the in the movie Thirteen Ghosts, then I could see it. And there you have it, League of Extraordinary Men. No red light, giant <laughs> fucking sphere-sized red he light. He hasn't called on you to vote okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the getaway with the uh, dystopian rich people and the teens that kill them. <laughs> Nightmares of Nature, a duck, <laughs> Blumhouse's Nature Duck, uh, 13 Ghosts, the anthology series. Where do you want to lay your green light? Let's start with you, Andy. Haven't heard from you in a while. Nightmares of Nature. I like it. I think it'll be interesting. All right. Deb. I agree. Nightmares of Nature. Steve. Nightmares of Nature only because I have more faith in Blumhouse than Dark Castle. <laughs> Jeff. But 13 no. Ghosts is also fun. Yeah, uh, honestly, that's kind of where it got me, too. So I'm, like, definitely going with uh, Nightmares of Nature. Vlarg. Uh I'm not going to uh, greenlight the first one because we know it's bullshit. I'm not going to uh, greenlight the second one because I hate it. It's already given, been greenlight by someone, I guarantee it. So we're going to go with the Nightmares of Nature for sure. 
because monsters. Command the K. Your vote is moot now. Yeah, the the first <laughs> the first one, uh, it it really doesn't matter if it's fake or not because it's just ick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second one. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, oh, teen teens. drama. Good <laughs> oh Lord in heaven. The last one, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not excited by the pedigree. It's you know, unanimous. I hope I never ever have to audition for those people. <laughs> um, the yeah, the nightmares of nature, because uh, that 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 one where the giant bugs were fighting really freaked me out when that would pop up on the screen. And uh, have we had a unanimous one in a while? It's been a while. Well, but, but for this many people? For this many bodies, yeah. That's yeah. impressive. I'll tell you the one problem with it, though. The one problem with Nightmares of Nature is it's like a documentary type thing. It's not the type of thing where I'll, where Deb and I will get off work and be like, ooh, uh, Loki's on. Uh, it, it's new tonight. We got to go watch it. I don't, I don't feel that way about documentary. But the cool thing about it is that it's real. Like, if they do it the way that so we Loki. think they're doing it. <laughs> it's about real things that are, exist on this planet. What? Yeah, your point. Star Wars is real. It was just set a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far, far away. away. So I think we have our show, Nightmares of Nature. Blumhouse could do no wrong. Which of these do you think is fake? <laughs> Again, unanimous. Y'all think it's the first one. I can't tell. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We got to do this right. Andy, what do you think is fake? The first one's fake. <laughs> Steve? The first one is fake as me and a rubber forehead and 40 pounds of leather and spandex. Star Trek, everyone drink. <laughs> wow. Dead. Oh, man, I thought that was going somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> I actually think there might be more than one on this list that's fake. Uh, that could be too. Um, uh, but definitely the League of Extraordinary Men, because fuck the name. Do you it's have? general. Do you, do you only one then? Um... I have a feeling that maybe 13 Ghosts is fake, too. Hmm. Jeff. I also think there's more than one fake one here. I know the first one's got to be fake. But I also think Nightmares of Nature might be fake. Oh, wow. Because... Well, because we all well, voted for it. <laughs> that's that's part of it. That's part of it. That's usually a bad but sign. It, yeah. Yeah. it also feels like it's slightly out of Blumhouse's... Wheelhouse, it's very Wheelhouse. weird. It's yeah. very weird for Blumhouse. It's a weird combination, and that's what—that's just what's been throwing me since the pitch. I like the pitch, but I just feel like Thirteen Ghosts sounds so ridiculous. It's probably getting made, and so does The Getaway. But the first one, definitely not real. But I kind of feel like Nightmares of Nature might also be fake. Yeah, flag. First one's fake. I don't know about the nightmare one, so I'm going to say it's not fake. And K. It's easier for me to say I think 13 Ghosts is the real one. You think all the other three are fake? Yes. Wow. Hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a strong bet. I, I, I do want to say this before we reveal which one is real. Those last two pitches are good. The fake one this week, one, Kay. was sent to us by Pat Spurl. Uh, and it is Nightmares of Nature. What? Oh, my God. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. It's League of Extraordinary. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I bit. I bit. <laughs> and that means the getaway, Nightmares of Nature, and 13 Ghosts are all in some form of production. Thank you, Pat, for sending us that one. And if you want to send one to us, send it. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com put pitches bitches in the headlines but that's not the end of the show 
Normally, Uh-oh. this is the part where I go into all the who did the songs, who did the things. But no, we're introducing a new segment to the show. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Is it the one where Deb punches Kirsten? Yes. Awesome. As of it. tonight, it is a weekly occurrence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are some pretty big brass knuckles. Good Lord. Uh, this was a show segment sent in to us a while ago by uh, Stefan Muller. Uh, he sent us an email a while ago and said, Hey, I have all these Steam keys. Why don't you guys put a little game show together for Vlarg? And we've gone back and forth in email, and this is how it's going to work. We don't have a name for it, so if you have a good name for it, by all means, suggest one. I like Kirsten gets punched by Deb. I like Vlarg gets steamed. <laughs> that's actually that's not, that's not bad. bad. That's not bad. That right now is the working title, everybody. Far gets steamed. So it works like a combination between the dating game and let's make a deal. I am going to present Vlarg with. Three That's me. very tight synopsis. I've taken the actual synopsis of three games from Steam of part of these keys that were sent to us and reduced them down to just kind of key words, just one sentence for each. Based on them, he will rank them in order of favorite. At that point, I'll reveal what the third one is, and then he'll have one and two left over by which he will be able to choose. And then I'll reveal what it will be, and he will have to play it. And so, Flark, I have three game doors before you. I am ready. The first door says, answer calls and react properly. Answer calls and react properly. Right. Answer calls and react. 911 is a jerk in your town. That sounds kind of like papers, please, but uh, interesting. Okay, I'm ready for the second one. The second one. Battle encounters and solve puzzles which will determine your fate. What? Hmm. Hmm. Battle encounters and solve puzzles will determine your fate. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And the third, you control your civilization as you strive for domination. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been playing a lot of Civ Five. (laughs) <laughs> Eey, ooh, and that ooh, the civilization thing really appeals to me mm. so now it is time mm. to rank those we'll say calls encounters and civ where's your ranking on this one I'm thinking civ calls and then, then the middle one, the, the, the battles encounter, the encounters one. All right. As the third. As a third. Yes. Okay. So that's that's your full layout. Yes. Three, one, two. The one you said no to is a game called Dreadout. Dreadout is a third-person supernatural horror game where you play as Linda, a high school student trapped in an old abandoned town. Equipped with her trusty <laughs> smartphone, she will battle against terrifying encounters and solve mysterious puzzles, which will ultimately dis- determine her fate. Hmm. That one you have cut loose. Yes. So you are left with answer calls and react properly or control your civilization as you strive for domination. What do you choose as your final answer? I'm going to stick with the with the civilization one because I've played some games that are like the answer calls and react properly. Some that are great like rains and some that are not great like the, like like games like game it out like the ones he plays on let's game it out yeah 
which by the way, if you haven't listened to the last game it out, dude is amazing. So we're going to go with the Civ game. All right. You have chosen Endless Space. Endless Space is a turn-based 4X strategy game covering the space colonization age and the endless universe where you can control every aspect of your civilization as you strive for galactic Mm. domination. Sounds like fun to me. I will be sending you that key shortly, sir. I will be playing the shit out of it and give you a full review, sir. He picked the run I didn't want him to pick. (laughs) I wanted to give you him one it. nice one. You sold you, it. You, Too you, much. You, you know it. what your mistake was. What was my mistake? You give him three choices. Yes. He he rules one out. Okay. Then we pick from the other two. Oh, that's official. Ooh. That's, that's the rules going Very forward. nice. What would you have chosen? Uh, well. Answer <laughs> calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. No, 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 no. No, no, we'll, we'll. Yeah, no. I like to be challenged. I, 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 I think, I think well, he, well, the Civ a, thing was an obvious choice for. Uh, it's an obvious choice for you. Yeah. For yeah. you, yeah. This definitely. is what we'll do. Uh, we'll keep number two as a possibility for later on. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Nice. Okay. That works. So we haven't revealed that yet. So oh, there you go. No reveals. So okay. there we go. Okay. Change the okay. synopsis okay. so it doesn't sound like this again and slide it in there. And or we'll all you have it. to do is wait a day and he won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> He is a bit of a goldfish. True. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> so play and report back to us, sir. I will. This just in, Corey Feldman's band is playing at the Sand Dollar Saturday. Yeah, I know. Wait, Whoa. is he? Yes. Early. Is that here in town? Yes. Yep. On Saturday? Yes. Yep. God damn it, I'm working. Are, are you seriously would go? Oh, 100%. That is a trash fire waiting to happen, and I want to <laughs> watch it burn. And it's at the Sand Dollar, <laughs> which is horrible anyway. No, no, the, the newer one downtown. Oh, really? They yeah, have a new one? There's a new one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm oh. so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I might call out Saturday. He's probably thinking of, <laughs> of, of all the times he t- steered people, customers away from the sand dollar. Oh, yeah. I actually have. <laughs> I saw and it on that TV so. show. I should, go, should I go check it out? No. No. <laughs> And I want to thank our Footlong Chili Dog Tier 2 members, Mike M, Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Highbriar, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Minty Scoop, Two is One, Leon Mitt, and Scooby Ramon. And of course, our Tier 4 members, Deb T, David Farrar, J.R. Conkle, Tier 5 members, Jeff Harris, Ozzy Mad, Mad Martron, Glumley, Atomic Gumby, and of course, you, dear listener, and especially thanks to our Sam Heffernan. It's a, our song creator for a theme called The Burning Light. You can find it at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And our red light, green light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Froyog Soft Serve. Find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And until next week, I am Astro Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Borg! Back check Andy, sorry. With <laughs> Professor Biggs. And uh, hey, we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Andy, practice. so good to have you Andy. back. I'm going to practice. Andy, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you stay an extra week and come back next week? Okay. All right. I'll done. do it next Love week. It. So, so we will have Just him. Just for the podcast. We will have him next week. Then. Yes. I like Andy that. Andy returns. Dude, see, you, you're, Kirsten's right. You didn't sell it right. Because you know I'm going to pick like the 4X strategy, the civilization type game. Because I played the shit out of Stellaris. Played the shit out of Civ. Played the shit out of uh, uh, Humanity. Is that the new one? Yeah, but if it's too big, you get bored. And, and that's also correct in the fact that Kirsten is also correct in saying that they need to choose that for you. Yeah. yeah. So you get one chance to reject an awful experience. 
<laughs> that's a good way to do it. I'll reject one, and you guys pick the other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I can I can deal with this. <laughs> if I, I get if I get the Barbie Horse made. Adventures, I'll deal with it. Because I, I I want that I want that that Twitch streaming where he's just spending most of the game going fuck you, Kirsten. Fuck you. Fuck you. God damn it, Deb. You knew it. You knew this, Deb. You knew it. God damn it. This How do I, I move? How do I mind. move? Now, that's a big thing. That is a big yeah. thing. Barry doesn't have that problem. So stay tuned for the next Barry's Steamer, and we've got <laughs> Barry's Steamer. That's... Let's not call it yeah. that. No, that's exactly Let's perfect. not call it that. That is perfect. It's Look a... out, Cleveland. All Here is... comes Barry. All it is is a mouse... <laughs> on the pad and it's steaming. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. A thousand times no!